Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you are seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. Show podcast powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at go to Dobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Listener discretion is advised. Everybody, hello, hello, Scott. It's Thursday. Let me write that down. Write that down. It's Thursday. Everything sounds okay. Everything sounds good to me, We're man. Good. Oh, hi, Liv. Hi, Liz what here. up? Thanks for calling me last minute. Uh, <laughs> I mean, last minute. Two o'clock yesterday happy, afternoon. Happy to be here. Well, thanks for coming in, Liv. I appreciate your sacrifice. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, how many years did you do mornings for in Maine? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. And you're like, finally, I'm doing afternoons. I got to have a life. <laughs> and I moved and to St. Louis. Riz. And this idiot keeps calling me up asking if I want to do mornings. <laughs> I know. I, I appreciate it. And I'm sure as somebody who grew up in Maine, uh, you laughed yesterday. At, oh, this is snow, huh? See, that this wasn't is, anything. This is St. Louis crazy, snow. Wasn't it? <laughs> Nothing. Woo. Nothing. Nah. Another bust. That was just hey, slush. good call in closing schools, everybody. Nice work. Another bust. Hey, do man, they, not, do they not do two-hour delays anymore? Two hour, oh, like late starts? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I haven't seen that happen in quite some time. Well, I See, mean, that would have made sense to me. A delay to get the slush out of the way. Yeah, that's what it should have been. Fine. That's what it should have been. It should have been a two-hour delay yesterday. Yeah. Like, when I was, you know, when I was growing up, uh, we had two-hour delays. One hour, two hour delays were closed. I don't remember that, but mm. my, my older kids had that a, a few times. I don't remember that though. It, it would have been perfect for yesterday because it was it was a little slick early in the morning, just as far as you know, just kind of slippery stuff. But 
Sure wasn't no eight inches. Like. No, well, you, well no, yesterday, never dropped below freezing yesterday. Yesterday was a planned day off for us yesterday. Like, it wasn't, we weren't here yesterday because of the weather. We had planned on taking <laughs> yesterday off because of ratio night at the Blues game on Tuesday, which we'll get into in a second. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was watching Channel 2. It was Monday night, and they had the main weather guy on. The, the, the storm center was open. It's all intense. It was all the intense. Drama. And the guy was showing the different <laughs> models, like the European model shows that yeah. we're, we're going to get eight inches, and the mm-hmm. American model shows we're going to get four inches, and it's going to be anywhere between, you know, four inches and three feet. <laughs> how, is it exci- how is it even news if it's under 10 inches? Well, I, listen, I don't know. I, I, I get, you know, half a foot of snow will, will cripple things. Here, live here, here, here. I get that. Yeah, I, I understand. Places. Not at all places. Not as equipped. <sighs> but I guess the the National Weather Service did release their snowfall totals from uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, and areas like Farmington, like down south, yeah. lucky they got six to ten inches. Okay. And this is according to Channel 2's website. The region was bracing to be hit with a lot of snow. A, a quote unquote Memphis low path for the storm indicated. That it could be a real snowmaker. Many schools cancel classes and uh, local transportation departments urged people to stay off the roads. The transition from rain to snow took a lot longer than anticipated. This meant that there were lower snowfall totals than forecast, especially near St. Louis. But in southeast Missouri and southwest Illinois, there was a lot of snow. Farmington, 10 inches. Arcadia, Missouri, 9 inches. Uh, 8.5 inches in Bismarck, Missouri. 8.1 inches at French Village. Eight inches, Deloge, Missouri. Uh, Modoc, Illinois, got 7.2 inches. It's just the difference between a couple degrees, and I mean just a couple yeah, degrees. Yeah, that's it. If it was two degrees cooler, been everybody would have been right. Oh, and for the kid, you know, my kids got off of school, and I'm sure your kids were off mm-hmm. as well, Moon. And you know what? They, they canceled school. I was walking with Scott over to the Enterprise Center. It was 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. and I got the alert from the Rockwood School District. The night before? <laughs> the night, yeah, the evening before. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And the I got, evening before, I got in 5 an, o'clock. What, an hour later? Yeah. Wow. They were scared. I guess so. They don't want to chance yeah. it. But I knew they were pretty close when we left the game, and there wasn't snow yet. You're like, whew, it's going to be it's gonna be a bad one. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was raining. It was like a, it was almost like a freezing rain as we were leaving. Yeah. My, my kids are so, like, interested in snow right now that they got the stuff on and everything. This was oh. like 11 a.m. They got Aww. stuff on. They were getting ready to go, and... My wife and I were both like, guys, you're going to be let down. This is It's nothing this but is water. Not a, it's not a good play in snow. Yeah, no. I was like, that's water, guys. So you're just going to get wet. This isn't this isn't fun. And they tried real hard to make like a little uh, snowman thing yeah. in the back. And I was like, yeah. come on, guys. <laughs> it's good if you uh, want to have painful snowball fights. It's good mm. for Yeah, them. it's good packing really snow. Packing. Yeah, good packing yeah. snow. Yeah, but then your hands just get cold. Yeah. Nasty. Everything's wet. Yeah. This Yesterday wasn't even a good like play in snow weather. No, that that was a ripoff for everybody involved. Everybody involved. <laughs> what a at least my yard's muddy now. Especially so for us who had the day off, expecting an empty house. I'm mm. like, oh, cool. Everyone's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor I get you, up and I go, dude. oh. Oh, no, man, my all family. <laughs> These hey, people I chose to live with. Come on, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the Kevin McAllister home alone situation where I get up. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. nobody in the house. Oh, nobody's here. <laughs> awesome. I could do what I want. I'm all alone. I'm all alone. Oh man, my nightmare on my 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 day off happened. My wife's alarm went off and it's 
loud and uh, just never recovered. I was like, I finally get to sleep in. I'm going to sleep in until like 8 o'clock tomorrow. Wow, this is going to be great. More than five hours of sleep. Nah, I heard it go off. She she got up, and then I just lay there for no, three hours. The, the, oh. one, the one good thing about everybody being off yesterday, and we know that everybody was going to be off, us knowing, uh, is no alarms went off early. So oh. there wasn't the hustle and bustle good. of having to get everybody up, and I would wake up. See, my wife works up, uh, wakes up uh, early to work on her own. So it was a 5.15 wake-up call for me. <laughs> still sleeping in. Sucks for you. He is still sleeping yeah. in. That's true. I got I a couple more hours. I was in bed until 10. Nice. 10. Whoa. I, mean, I wasn't sleeping. I was just so you were there. there. That's, pretty cool. was awesome. That's pretty cool. It was awesome. I love that. It was awesome. Nice. So what is your, okay, what's your rise and shine routine? Like, what? Do you, what's the first thing you do? Like, so you get up, you shut your alarm off, and then what? Do you, do you check your phone first thing? Oh, yeah. No. You don't? No. I roll, I roll out, go into the bathroom, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth. You go straight to the phone? Yeah. Well, my phone I mean, is my, my alarm, so it's already in my hand. So I'm like, let's just see if there's anything going on. And then I get up and go to the bathroom. So as I'm stumbling to the bathroom in the morning, the, the light from my phone is guiding my way. Oh, see, I'm trying not to wake up the wife. So well, I'm, that's why I'm, I don't inst- sh- I'm instantly like, oh, shh, be quiet. Then, oh, no, I'll normally wake up before my alarm goes off, but I got to open up my phone to shut it off. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. So now the light of the phone is guiding my way to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I do that just to make sure that, that, that I'm not going to step on the dog. And then, oh, might as well, while I'm holding this thing, check my emails. And as I'm, you know, walking to the bathroom, I'm, I'm scrolling through to see if anything important came over. <laughs> and I'm a very important person. And nothing ever does. <laughs> yeah, you only got, like, one eye open. Like, you're, I mean, are you... Can you focus that? That I don't early? know why I'm always I'm so pessimistic when I get up. I'm looking for bad news. <laughs> like, oh man! Did something bad happen what when I was bummer, sleeping? Dude. <laughs> oh no! And I'm I'm usually pleasantly surprised. There's nothing, no crisis. Okay, good. <laughs> no uh, rock and roll radio station crisis happened <laughs> right, right. as I was mm-hmm. as I was sleeping. Well, it's because you shut the shut the phone down at a certain time, like uh, do not disturb and whatever. Yeah, that that's on at nine o'clock. The do not disturb. Mm-hmm. That's, I'll see if anybody texted. But yeah, the, the phone is, is usually the first thing I look at. And is that healthy? Probably not. No. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I know the social media stuff's not healthy. But maybe maybe just no. Nah, I don't open social media. I, I, just emails. Yeah, maybe just checking emails and texts just to make sure nothing. Like you said, you're just checking for emergencies. Once, there's, for once emergencies. there's no bad news, okay, teeth time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm the, the opposite of that where once I get to work, then I... Start looking at the phone, but I need to do it probably earlier than that. Because there's been a few times where you'll email me or something, and I'm like, ah, I should have seen this a little earlier. Yep. But I never think about it. My phone's the last thing I even yep. think about in the morning. Maybe oh, for Scott, cool. you know, check it before you leave the house. <laughs> that's kind of cool, though. In. I envy you. Yeah. No, yeah. not when I'm sitting here already and going, friggin' Scott. This idiot would just check his phone. I'm, I'm typically <laughs> checking. Five. I'm typically checking for the emergency emails when I'm brushing my teeth. Because, you know, got a free hand. See, for me, it's mm. get up, turn on the water for the uh, for the shower, pee while I'm checking emails, and then hop in the shower, brush teeth downstairs, make my coffee, put my breakfast in my bag, out the door. So you guys have to, like, be rushed in a way where I don't. I don't have to be here yeah, until yeah. 2, yeah. so I can just, you know, meander around, do whatever. From the moment my alarm goes off. 
I'm out of the house in 25 minutes. That's okay. impressive. That's showering. That is showering, brushing teeth, making coffee, and having my breakfast in my bag. My garage is closing. Dang. 25 I, minutes. I make my coffee here, and I shower in the evenings now. So I am out of the house in probably under than eight minutes total. Wow. Eight yeah. minutes, huh? Oh, yeah, dude. That's awesome. I got it down. I wow. got it down. I mean, I'm here at the exact same minute every day, am I not? I, I just know you just my, roll in. My, my clothes my clothes are set out the night, the evening before. Everything is set. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. My clothes are set out the day before. Everything in, in, is in, set. I almost make like a, the shape of my body. So I don't, there's nothing is to. Yeah. Nothing is to chance. Yeah, like me too. I put, <laughs> my shirt is like laid out like. Yeah, belt my buckles. Pants. Belt buckles on the top of the jeans so I can like pick them up and not bang them on the chair or on the floor or any of that kind and of my stuff. My socks are where my feet are. Very prepared. Oh, yeah. Gotta be prepared. I got, I got everything out. I got my banana and oranges in my shake all set by the refrigerator that's right by the back door uh, so I can right out. So I'm wondering if I could change anything to make my, my routine even more streamlined. But I think I've been doing mornings for 13 years now. Yeah, I unless you gotta, wanted to be a night showerer. I don't think I could do it. I, I need to be I changed a, that a couple a years ago shower. and I like it now. Your sheets will like it too. Yeah, it is. It, I feel like I am sleeping slightly deeper. I mean, I mean your if, legs hit fresh sheets and your legs are clean. It's the greatest you don't change feeling. change your sheets every night? I guess not. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. You still got a dirty leg with that, you know, your How dirty, dirty leg your film all over it. What do you mean, and, dirty legs? You know, like you've been <laughs> How out. My legs getting dirty. They got film and all that gross <laughs> stuff film. on it. And you've been out and about. What is it you're doing with your legs throughout the day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross things, man. It's great. I mean, but. 90% of the day, my legs are covered by pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so they're, working, they're dirty I'm, pants. I'm not working in the field. <laughs> you don't get sweaty ever? And then go to bed and have that sticky uh, legs? No. Sticky, and I don't legs. Have sticky legs, Scott, over here. That's pretty what? bad. Sticky <laughs> legs. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, shingling roofs. Uh, but after okay, you work out some days. Then... I, I will shower. After, okay, okay. After working out, that I won't do because that's disgusting, Scott. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but how early do you get up before the rest of the house? Uh, well, my wife gets up pretty early, like I said. So <clears throat> I'm probably up an hour and a half um, to two hours before she is. Rest of the house is up. You you know seven o'clock. That's hour, three so. and a half hours till uh, everybody my, else gets up. Half my day is awesome. Over. Everybody's up at six. So I'm, th- I'm three and a half hours. I'm like a ninja. Ninja in the night. I'm like a ninja. <laughs> Sneaking I could, out. I, could, I know where all the creaks in the stairs are. And about two times a year, I fall down the stairs. No. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> and hasn't it happened? Why is that a thing? <laughs> Has it already been once in 23? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. I thought no, you did. No, I, th- I was running down the stairs in flip-flops. Well, <laughs> okay. And that was during the day. Okay, but so that, and that was stupid. Count. That was. I'm talking about a nighttime tumble. <laughs> a nighttime tumble. That's concerning. Early a.m. tumble. Early a.m. tumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, my favorite one was uh, when you were at the the house before this. The Chesterfield night. House. Yeah, dude. And because because they're like they were like wood on the outsides, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, they had like a a carpet paneling in the center. Yeah, like a landing. But yeah, but then the landing, and he just—I can imagine you hitting the landing and that railing and kind of bouncing back. Like I just, I, I, like it's just yeah, so cartoony. The one time, and then I then I fell down the second set of stairs. <laughs> wow, which is on tile at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that hurt that one. 
the other one, I, I just see like you're just hitting the railing and the railing moving, just so movie-like. Yeah. I, I still imagine it perfectly. Yeah, that that one that one time I hit the tile. That's I, everybody. The whole house woke up to that one. <laughs> just want to make sure you weren't dead. That was. Like eh. <laughs> you make that sound. Like you miss a step. I'm trying not to wake people up, and you miss a step. Slow I mean, down. <laughs> Yeah, man. You don't need to run here. You'll get here. No, when I fell down the other day, well, a couple weeks ago, in flip-flops. Why are you wearing flip-flops in January, first Why are you wearing flip-flops altogether? That's ridiculous. It was a, it was a, it was an unseasonably warm day. I, I, I do not support. I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm it was the, an unseasonably warm day. I was taking the dogs outside. I'm in the minority here, but nothing good happens in flip-flops. Unless you're on the beach. Yeah. Or you're going in a strange shower. No, I got the sl- I got the slides. You know the the, okay. the I mean, they're my my cruise around the 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 property shoes. What you walk around in the country with them things? <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? No, this that's, is my, ha- that's, that's my house. That's for like oh, I'm I'm going from here to here during karate or At after soccer. Like if I'm doing yard stuff. Yard stuff. Like in, in my regular with house with exposed toes. You're asking What's for you're gonna drop happen? a spade on a pinky toe. It's gonna change your life. It's fine. You're gonna walk funny after like, that. I don't, I don't, like on the farm, I'm, I'm, I don't wear flip flops at the farm. That, then you're asking for it. He has your a steel mo- flip flops on out there. Not that we're. Uh, you know, listen, as you get older, you realize like how important your mobility is. No, you ever I know. Injure and, a knee and, or and something like that. I shouldn't have gone down the stairs as quick as I did. I'm, I'm, am I wrong here? Are, are you on on board with me? That flip. I mean, exposed no. they toes. Were like a, they were like Adidas slides. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, I think I'm more concerned that you're doing it in January, but you know how you warm it's you. been. I wear my I wear <laughs> flip flops pretty much every day in the house, yeah, and now they have normal sized steps. Like his, he had like really uh, when I lived in Moon's basement, he had skinny little steps. Oh yeah, those were. And uh, at nighttime or in the morning Ooh. going to work or something, was I tripped up those a couple times. Yeah, but I can imagine you wearing flip flops all the time because you have gross filmy legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sticky. <laughs> I'm just saying, outdoors, man, close those toes. I, want you, I don't want you to walk funny. Get anything. some Crocs. I'm not yeah. opposed to Crocs. With headlights. <laughs> yes, Crocs with headlights. It's I'm, not a, I'm not opposed to those. I got those, uh, uh, what are those, Hey Dude shoes? Yeah. Those, those are great, too. Those are, yeah, those are slippers. Those are like boat shoes. They're like slippers. Yeah. yeah. Those are great. No, right. I'm, I'm okay with my footwear. I'm not going to change. <laughs> I'm not going to change. But right. I may not go down the stairs as quick as I did in flip-flops <laughs> next time. Smart. I think I uh, snapped an Achilles. Uh, <laughs> but if I were to ask you, if you forgot your phone at home today, um, do you think you could survive? Oh, man, I would actually be... Would you be okay with it? I would be stoked. A little bit of me would be like, oh, man, like that's going to cause this issue or that issue. But, man, I would be, I would be happy cause I, because it's something I wouldn't do voluntarily and it's something that I would appreciate. Like how live? How long can you survive without your phone, well, without I, going nuts? Okay. Well, I went to that Dave Chappelle Chris Rock show, and so really, I was without my phone for a, at least six hours. Were you Jonesing? Were you like, like a little like, bit? But I was there with a friend, so I could at least like talk to a person. But if I was there alone, I would have been going out of my mind. Yeah. Oh man, I could see somebody judging me on this last uh, the last flight that I was on. One of the or one of the last flights I was on, one of the TVs didn't work, so I had no movie options, and I just sat. 
I said quietly. Like a psychopath. You didn't read anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have a National Geographic that I bought with uh, like uh, special places in the world or something like that. And I had gotten through that on the last flight. So I really didn't have much to read. Still buy National Geographic, huh, for the, for the topless, uh, <laughs> I did. topless oh, like, yeah. no, it wasn't African that. women? No, it was like a six... Um, Incredible places or something to, to, to see on the planet. It was it that was, was a good uh, article about sure. uh, Branson in there. Sure Whatever, good. brother. <laughs> it was awesome, but I had already read that, so I just kind of sat there and and I could see people like going, "What is this guy doing?" <laughs> and I was just enjoying. Just staring at the back of the seat. I was just no enjoying. Did you, did you have a smirk yeah. on your face? Sitting... No, but like, <laughs> dude, remember when I was on tour for forever there and not had a lot of common with the the people around me? I would just walk. <clears throat> this was before smartphones or any of that, so or, or earbuds. And you just walk. You have conversations with yourself. Like you, no, you, you walk you, and you, you see different things. When you're on a plane, you're sitting there. You you're not the seeing different seat. things when you're in Cleveland for the fiftieth time. Like you're just walking to have a conversation. People with you. from Cleveland would beg to differ. No, just just to live in, <laughs> in 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 the moment. And I had the opportunity to do so. And I'm not strong enough of a man a to choose to choose to do that when I when I have access to my phone. So when I was forced to do it, I was like, oh yeah. So I'm just gonna sit and think. So people were asked. How how long can you survive without going nuts if you are without a phone? And the answer is five hours and 11 minutes <laughs> without going absolutely insane. Five hours and 11 minutes. After that, we are jonesing. Like, we're, got like, we're going through withdrawals. We're sweating. We should do it. Yeah, because Netflix, man, that's so boring. Like, all the stuff we have going on in our lives is boring. We need a, a phone, too. Yeah, we should do it. We should do like Seinfeld, like the contest, but, you know, instead of that. <laughs> How about we do that and that? <laughs> oh, oh, hey, that's fine. Which that's wouldn't fine. be more difficult? Mm -hmm. I said, well, Scott's going to be a competitor, I, I assume. So, <laughs> no, at the Chappelle Chris Rock show, mm -hmm. uh, which I saw a lot of complaints about. Like that was that was Sunday night. Oh yeah, uh, Sunday night Enterprise Center. So that was one of those shows where you had to. Surrender your phone and all, even your watch. Like if you had an yeah. Apple Watch, you had to put your Apple Watch really in yeah. a bag. Oh, because you could remotely you use record. the camera and hold up your your safe. I don't know, but you had to put your phone in a bag, all electronics in a bag, and they lock the bag with one of those tags, like um, like they have on uh, like clothes at like a, a store, so you don't walk out. Gotcha. Yeah, it was like this magnetized kind of a thing. Well, you have to have a special yeah. thing to get the tag off. So they lock it, and then you hold the bag. Yes. And so you still have it on your person. It's just there. <laughs> so and so, so from what Ooh. I heard, though, since there's electronic tickets, they had to write down yeah. where you were sitting. Yep. Because people use their phones. Oh, my ticket says I sit in uh, section, you know, 123, you know, row L. Oh, C5. no. So they, now oh, they had to so write things forever. Down. I didn't so think about that. There was Ooh. a line, and Liv was there. Correct me if I'm wrong, because mm -hmm. I read this in the paper too, and just the complaints about you had to wait, uh, you had to wait online for about 45 minutes just to get your phone in the bag and then get in. So there was a line outside the. This is after the line yeah. to get in. Right? The line yeah. to get in was 45 minutes long. It's all the same line. That was the problem. Oh, okay. You're in line. Somebody thankfully came outside with those little business cards to look at your ticket and write down where you're sitting. So, like, I had mine ahead of time. Thankfully, a lot of people didn't. And then you get in and they boop your ticket and you have to go through security and or you have to put your phone away and then go through security all within like this eight foot feet of space right in the door. 
which is that's where it was such a cluster because oh, they were man. doing seven things at once. And there wasn't enough staff, apparently. Oh, man, bummer. Well, there wasn't enough comedians, apparently, until about 11 p.m. Yeah. Well, so. and then, you know, Chappelle <laughs> was supposed to close the show, and I guess his plane had some mechanical problems. Yep. And he didn't get in till really late and didn't get on stage till what time, 11.30? Something. Oh, I didn't have a, my phone. I didn't know what time it was. So that was wow. kind of weird. <laughs> but, yeah, they were supposed to start the show at 7.30, and they didn't even have the first opener until, like, 8.30. So that pushed it out. Chris Rock went late. One of the other openers came out again. And we yeah. didn't know what was happening until Dave Chappelle himself said, like, hey, I almost didn't make it. We're like, oh, Man. damn. Yeah, so he almost damn. didn't make it because his plane had problems. And Of all the times to have the, uh, the, the, the stuff go late and people not know the one time where everybody has their phones locked. Well, and also yeah. Sunday yeah. night. Also Sunday night, so yeah. people got to go to work oh, yeah. on Monday. The, the the couple people that I knew that were going were super excited. I mean, they love Chris Rock, but they were more excited to see Dave Chappelle, and they didn't see him because they had babysitters until whatever time yep. it was, and never. Yeah, you plan to be home at eleven o'clock, and he don't get on stage till eleven. They were bummed. I know, to say in, the least. In, in the newspaper, they were talking about people calling up Ticketmaster and Enterprise, going, "Hey, I only saw Chris Rock, so I they, I only saw half the headliners. Can I get half my money back?" And you know what they said? <laughs> it don't work that way. Nice. Not try. a bad argument. Nice try. Not a bad argument, yeah. but yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I think it's uh, stuff happens or something like that. Yeah, is is the bumper sticker? They're a little busy with Congress right now too. So, what's yeah. that? Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Ticket yeah, they got the, the other issues. <laughs> but uh, so then, so then you, you put your phone in the bag. Uh, you put your watch in the bag. Go to your seat, so therefore nobody could record the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the way out, they have to unlock you. Mm -hmm. They did that outside. So outside. I was like, this is weird. Like, I'm walking out with this bag thing. I hope they do this. And there's just someone there with this device. And you, people are just, like, swarming this poor woman to get their thing unlocked. And then you throw your bag in a little I've, container. Give me my phone. I've got <laughs> to get my phone. I need it. It's been five hours. <laughs> I need to take my picture in front of the Enterprise Center because nobody's going to believe that I was here. <laughs> Wow, man. And they were saying that people were actually taking the bags home and not even waiting in line and just... Mm. And just cutting, cutting them, open them open or something? Going, I'm not waiting in this, in this wow. line to get it open. That's crazy. What uh, did you... Did you find yourself engaging with any strangers since you didn't have your phone? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. A lot of people watching happened, though. That was a great night for people watching. I was surprised at how many people, like, dressed to the nines for a comedy show. Like, people were in, like, suits, like, that really? jackets oh, on. Yeah. Oh, yes. So a guy with, like, suspenders on Whoa. and dress pants. That's a big deal. That's a date night. That was a, mm -hmm. yeah. And it was it was crowded, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was it a full was house. Full house. So was uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Rich night of the Blues game. Not, yeah. It was 100% sold out, 18,000 <sighs> some odd uh, people there. It was awesome looking around and seeing every seat in Enterprise Center filled. Yeah. It was awesome. And what, a, what a great night. And living <laughs> That was a good time. Nice to see you over there. Uh, it was a great time. It was. Uh, everybody was so nice. Yeah. It was nice and supportive. and it, Extremely. Yeah. Uh, all those Jeff Burton bobbleheads. Which, that was insane. The line to get those bobbleheads. While yeah. talking to Megan, uh, for, uh, who is our coordinator for the Blues. Megan is, is amazing. We've she been working rules. with her for, yeah. you know, every, every year we've been doing this. Four years now. Yeah, I want to say, has it been? Is this a fourth or is this the fifth? I'm not sure. Fourth or fifth year doing this, but but Megan is amazing, and she says normally on on theme nights, so they do the theme ticket. Uh, they'll do like 600, the most. 
But for ratio night, it was 1,600. Wow. Dang. Mm-hmm. And that was like max. That was like the max they could do. Because they can't handle giving away so many of those, mm. those specialty bobbleheads like that. So I know there was a long line to get them, and I wish we could have taken a picture with every single one of them. Every yeah, single one of the people in line. Yeah, we tried. About that. We tried. There's no way you could. We try. I mean, we tried. We only had a little window where we could where we take. I mean, yeah, like, we had 28 minutes. Tw- yeah, literally 28 minutes to to. And we tried to fist bump everybody, high five everybody yeah. as we left. Right. But that day we were being pulled in in a million different directions. Like we were on a schedule. Yeah, you guys like had handlers and everything. Mm. Oh yeah, they kind of <laughs> dragged us from. You know, well, because yeah, if somebody's somebody's not watching King Scott, you have no idea what he'll do. He wanders. <laughs> like he's a wanderer. But we we tried to say hi to as many people as we as we could. Um, but that night, you know, basically we got to the we got to the arena at five o'clock. Let me lay out the timeline for you. Live yes. got there at five. <laughs> then there was like a production meeting. So we sat in the little conference room, and they go over, all right, here's what's going to happen at this time. This is going to be the first break during during the hockey game and the second break. And then, uh, you know, Moon, you're going to be on camera for this. And then, you know, we'll bring Scott down to the ice, and here's where you have to be, what section. So you go over the whole script. And they go, all right, we're going to take you guys for something to eat, which was about three minutes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they take us up to catering. Hey, why don't you guys get something to eat? And they go, you have three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You see that food over there? Grab one thing from there. Which which is why I took one of your fries. I'm serious. Yeah, was like, that was the great. most calories. Guys, why don't you relax at something to eat? You have three minutes. Okay. <laughs> Liv walked by with like high point fries or something. And I was yeah. well, right. Yeah. She yeah, offered I offered like, you guys want some? And you go, look at these fries. And I go, oh, you yeah. You assaulted her. <laughs> like, you like assaulted the woman. The I was woman. starving. I had three forks of uh, salad uh, in, during those three I minutes. thought she was offering anything that was on that little tray. So I took the burger and she got really mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Slapped your hand. Yeah. <laughs> It was a good burger, though. Thank you. I was like, why even bother? I didn't even eat anything. I'm like, why even bother? I did skip the cookies, though. Which is, oh, good for you. What do you mean good for me? That is a good that's for That's good for that's, you. That's a real deal for me. Yeah. Good for you. So from there, the woman takes me by the collar and uh, <laughs> pushes us towards the towards the meet and greet. Well, yeah. don't forget the elevator. We had some, uh, some elevator uh, uh, three for three on that night, which is a big takeaway for me. I do the elevator oh, bit. This idiot. This, you know, somebody work in the freight elevators, and I always have to go in there and test test their uh, elevator skills, really. And oh. that's just you just say, "Hey, man, how's the elevator business treating you?" Oh God! And see if they run with it. And <laughs> all the sixty-five-year-old man. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Go to ups and downs. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Now, each one of them had a different response, and it made my day. It makes my day. So we go to the meet and greet, and uh, you know, we say hi to as many people as possible. And uh, it was nice. It was it was a lot of people had very kind words, and uh, you know, good to see a lot of people we hadn't seen in a year. Yeah, a lot of people do the same. You know, do the Risho night, and, and they're wearing the different gear they had from the different years, Aww. whether it be the T-shirt or the beanie or the scarf. One, remember the scarf? Scarf? Was that last year? Uh, no, that was might... two years ago. I believe. Well, was it last year? I know I have one. I think it was last year. Last year was scarf year. Yeah, was that last year? Well, and then, you know, grabbing the, bo- you know, taking pictures with the bobbleheads and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it was nice to see Ron, the towel man. So, you know, the towel, towel man at the Blues game, mm-hmm. every time they score a goal, he, you know, he's up in the 300s and he throws out towels for as many goals as they score. 
I love that. I want yeah. that job. So, and, and we've known <laughs> Towel Man for a long time, the towel guy. So he came up and he gave us this towel, if you're watching the webcams. And he said, this is the first towel I guess he did. Aww. And Jeff Burton uh, helped sponsor it. Yeah, he had a morning show. Back in this is whenever ninety something in the early yeah wow. mid nineties early early point days early point days the Jeff Trish and Tom show and Jeff was in, 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 integral in getting the first towel sponsored so <laughs> that's so cool. Ron the towel man gave so, us yeah so one of the man. original sponsored by Jeff Burton towels that he did when Burton had the morning show yeah so many that years was, ago. and thank you thank that's you so cool. much for that. Pretty incredible. So and cool. in ridiculously perfect shape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could see, like, this is brand new, and I'd be like, yeah, it is. That checks yeah, out. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. That was very nice of you. Yeah, pretty special. Thank you. And so he you know, he came up, and uh, he was chatting with us for a second. I hear uh, in the background, hey, towel man, get the hell out of the line. You're holding <laughs> up the line. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Get the hell out of the way. Okay. <laughs> see you, buddy. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, after our little meet and greet thing, they take us down to the Budweiser Beer Garden, and that's when we start. And we are on schedule. I mean, they got that thing down to, okay, f- on you know, we got our little ear things in. Listening Ooh, to the official. Director. Yeah, it was really official. So our little earpieces in, listening to the director. Yeah, she go, all right, uh, you know, Riz on the whistle, you know, do uh, the Ryan O'Reilly, you know, girls club. And then you... Do that little part and, mm-hmm. and wow. follow the script, and we were we were, man, we were busy up until the late third period. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the nice thing is we've been doing it long enough, and and they're so easy to work with as far as staff over there that we were like really comfortable, just kind of like whoop, oh, we got ten seconds, and then we're still talking. So if we were talking to anybody, because a lot of people are coming over and hanging out and talking, uh, taking pictures and giving us words of encouragement and all that. And uh, if somebody was talking to us and we suddenly, like, you know, dipped away this, because somebody just yelled at us. Somebody just yelled at us in our earpieces. <laughs> so it was, go. no offense to you, yeah. we're not ignoring you, your stories were not boring. Uh, it was just a, uh, oh gosh, um, uh, somebody just yelled my name over the intercom. Yeah, yeah, we had these, you know, the ear, the, what do they call those? You know, ear... In-ears. In-ears. Yeah. And somebody screaming like, Scott! <laughs> <laughs> Scott, be ready in seven and a half seconds. Turn the microphone off, you're in the bathroom, it's live. <laughs> Yeah. It's like ah oh, shoot, but that was fun. And thanks, uh, thanks to everybody. For... It, it really is an honor doing that. I don't know. Truly. I don't know another NHL club that allows a stupid morning show to take over all the the in game stuff. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's and it's a, it really is awesome. And uh, we also got a gift. From we got the a savers. Gift. Oh yeah, the hockey pucks. Yeah, yeah, the pucks they use during uh, warm ups. Yeah, pretty awesome. And I, I, when did they start doing the print on it? So they had, they had the, the, the warm-up puck said, uh, official warm-up puck, had the Sabres logo, the Blues logo, had the date, had uh, had everything. Like, they do this every day. Or so, for, for wow. every game. I don't know when they started doing that, but that's one of the coolest things ever. Like, yeah. an absolute keepsake from this <laughs> particular my, game. My son was there with a buddy, and they were, my son likes to get there for warm-ups. And, uh, you know, the, the players like to flip the pucks up to the kids, you know, yeah. on the glass. And my son comes to me and goes, Dad, look, I got one. I got a puck. I go, yeah, I got one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed him. Got him again. Got him again. <laughs> so you can't beat Dad. <laughs> you know, Dad always trying to one-up me. One-up or Dad. Whatever, Did son. <laughs> yeah, whatever, son. I got one, too. Boom. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't, I don't have to be by the glass begging a player to flip one up to me, huh? That's pretty cool, though. When did they, when did they start doing that? I don't know. I don't know. Pretty but, neat. Uh, yeah, eight-plus evening, and uh, yeah. everybody was just so nice. And I know, Liv, you saw people, you know, coming up to us. And people were yelling for you, too. Yeah. Well, you also had the name on the back of your jersey. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I did get a personalized jersey so I could be part of the club. But, yeah, and it was really awesome. And I had a really great moment with uh, Julie Burton uh, up in the box. And, you know, she and the family, they were just so thrilled at the turnout yeah. and the bobbleheads. And so that was that was really special. I know people were asking, like, hey, could we get one of these bobbleheads? The team store, I guess, held some back. Mm-hmm. So I know they had... A couple at the team store. Yeah, they for, had them throughout. Uh, a couple of the the outer, like not just the in store, but yeah. So if you want to maybe call up the team store today, yeah. they may have some, and and a portion of the proceeds do go to Kids Rock Answer. Yeah. I encourage you to do that because if you go, it was funny. I decided I don't know what made me think of it the night after the game. I what got home, was like, I'm gonna look at Marketplace and eBay real quick. Marketplace, they were going for like 200 eBay was Whoa. 200 They were instant. The game was over, already on there. Wow. Well, call so then that you, bobblehead's 200 bucks. <clears throat> call, yeah. the, call the team first because the money yeah, goes yeah. The to, money goes uh, somewhere. The money goes good. to Kids Rock Cancer. Yeah. yeah. By the way, a portion a, of the ju- just the, just the uh, money that was raised from that evening, from the theme ticket, $9,405. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Went awesome. to Kids Rock Cancer. I'm on eBay right now, and there's a ton of them. $100, buy it now, free four-day shipping. You can bid starting at $70. Wow. Well, go to the team store Pretty first because cool. that money, you know, yeah. a, a portion goes to Kids Rock Cancer. And I'd like to see the charity get the money. Yeah. Instead of somebody named Charity who, <laughs> that, that that's their handle on, uh, on eBay. <laughs> and what a great handle to have on eBay, yeah, actually. it really would be good. <laughs> <laughs> but Liv, you've been in, you've been in town uh, for what, how many months Five now? months. Five months. Mm-hmm. Now, what were your thoughts about Midwestern folk? They're so your nice. Your preconceived notions before moving here. Or you had no idea. Because so, before I moved here, I had no idea. The only exposure I've had to, like, Midwest people is more, like, what was that show on Netflix that was huge about the guy that they thought was framed for a crime? Ozark? They were from Wisconsin. Oh. No, oh, it was a uh, real actual uh, yes, show. Yes, uh, the, the making of a murderer? Yes, yes. Making yeah. of a Murderer. Oh, and that yeah. was like Wisconsin. What so. was his name? Steve. Steve something. Steve. Oh, I'm Tim. sorry. Yeah, what? Mark. Oh, that was such a phenomenon. Got, I got it. Yeah. Joe. No, let's stop throwing out names now because <laughs> we're confusing. No, I'm going to get it. Steve. Avery. Steve Avery. Avery. Oh, that was just a random guess. <laughs> oh. I told you if I just keep going. Yeah, so like my, <laughs> like it's the stereotype of. I, the, the like that accent, or yeah. even like Ruth from Ozark, yeah. Marty Bird. <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot less of that than anticipated. Yeah, <laughs> here anyway. Well, right here. I yeah, mean, we're yeah. in a honestly. My preconceived notion was St. Louis, Missouri, Midwest, cow tipping. <laughs> uh, that and that was basically it. Yeah. Oh, and Nelly. I knew Nelly was from here. Nelly. <laughs> Ozzy Smith would do backflips. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Like when you start thinking of it, you go, mm, "Oh yeah, sports teams." Okay, so uh, Cardinals, Blues mm, used to be the Rams. Is that is that kind of like a thing? 
for people that are out of town, when they when you hear about St. Louis, since it is so far away, you're not in the Midwest. Do you just kind of associate sports teams, or is it not that? No, not not for me, just because I'm not super into sports. Maybe if I was a little more, I on was top very of snob- that? I was very snobbish. I, w- I was I was flyover country. Yeah, I never even thought about it. Which I know we like to take as an insult, but I mean it is. Yeah, keep flying over. This is nice. I like this little piece of... Uh, yeah. Leave us alone. Here. Yeah, don't yeah. stop here. Yeah, Leave us going. alone. LA wants you. San Diego you. wants you. Yeah, just skip so, us. So this study's, this study's fun because it looked at how we feel today compared to 40 years ago. Somebody asked 1,000 Americans questions about different parts of the country. So you got the Northeast, you got the South, you got the West, and you got the Midwest. And they compared the results of the same poll they did back in 1983. So one question they asked was which part of the country is the friendliest? Hmm. Which part of the country is the friendliest? Hmm. Okay. Now, what would you say, somebody who's been all over the country? Who the friendliest. The friendliest. Just give me an answer. I don't need a reason. Just give you the answer. To be honest, I would say probably the, the, uh, like, Colorado, mountainous kind of area, but... There's also there's a lot of Midwest bleed in in that kind of feel, but they're also a bit more like my speed granola e you know like. So I would consider Colorado West. Yes, the majority yeah. of it, but I mean, like when you're really just the Colorado Springs and the Boulder area. So and I'm a, kind of stuff. I, I just want one answer. If I had to pick, I would I would. Your your, your options are Northeast, West, South, Midwest. Go. I'll say Midwest, but that includes like the Minneapolis and Northern stuff because okay. that's where it really comes in. Yeah, I'll go Midwest. Midwest. I was going to say Midwest. Midwest. Uh, everybody else says the South. <laughs> well, there's this yeah, whole I mean, Southern hospitality. The South. Is Arkansas South or is it Midwest? Uh, I think that's considered, oh, man. Because I, I was pleasantly Midwest. surprised at how nice yeah, the people Arkansas were. Is. It was a incredible. Friendliest part of the country, the South still ranks first. In, 80, in 1983, huh. most people said the South. No, Today, no most offense. Today, most people said the South. But... When you say the South, people are thinking of the three, the Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, and you're not considering Florida. And not, not that Florida's not nice as far as people goes, but it is sort of a yeah. different feel than Alabama. And Atlanta's in that, too. Um, Those pretty nice folks. Midwest there. is next, followed by the West, and Northeast voted the rudest part of the country. Hey. Right. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but when you think Northeast, all you're, th- you're, n- you're not thinking Maine, you're not thinking Vermont, you're not thinking... You're thinking of mass holes? You're thinking Massachusetts and New York and New Jersey. Yeah. Was this study done five months ago? I want to see if it's been updated since... <laughs> since I moved. <laughs> I'm going to say some of the nicest people are, are Midwest but North, like uh, Minnesota, Montana. See, Montana's probably West, considered West too, right? Montana? Yeah. That's West. Who has the worst weather? Northeast. Northeast, mm. Midwest, well, South... I'm going to take that back. West. I'm going to say Midwest just because tornadoes. Yeah, Most people say, say South. Midwest. Midwest, Midwest mm-hmm. has the worst weather, according to the people. Yeah, I get that. We got all four seasons. and Midwest, but it was close uh, to the South. Like South, it was Midwest and the South, then the Northeast. The West was voted as having the best weather. You know, Texas probably played a big role in the, the nicest people. You know what I'm saying? Because when you go down to Texas, I mean, they're loud, but, but like, for the most part. Nice. When they find you're from somewhere else, they're like, hey, you know, they're kind of, like, there to impress you. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. I haven't really spent much time south. It's, te- no. Texas it's is, wonderful. Texas is nice. Yeah. Texas south is I've, I've never really been to Texas. I've been to the airport. That's about it. Uh, south, for me, Florida, that's pretty much it. 
some of the smaller towns in like Louisiana and, and Mississippi and Alabama, they can be kind of rough. Went to New Orleans. That, that's south. Uh, I, you know, and back to the new, uh, the northwest or northeast. One of the reasons I think y'all get a bad rap is because it's so clustered everywhere you go. There's so many yeah. people that I think just innately, if there's tons of people, you just sort of zone in to your yourself. You're not as concerned with other people because you're constantly surrounded. Sure, you, you and, know what I mean. And the way New York, like New Yorkers, can come off harsh, but what I found interesting about New York is if you're lost, and you're trying to figure something out, you ask anyone. And almost everyone's willing to be like, oh, yeah, you go to a, you know, but they do it like kind of sternly. Yeah. But they're always nice <laughs> enough to let you know where you're supposed to go. They don't, they're not mean about they're it. They're not going to ignore they're you. Just, they're just no. quick. It's not that y'all it's are. It's not mean. It's, it's you just, perceiving it as mean. It's direct. Yeah, yeah it's direct. Right. There we go. Thank you. It's, it's not that you're I mean. I thought New Yorkers just, are nice. You're actually. not going to go out of your way to be like, oh, this person looks lost because mm-hmm. there's so many people you're yeah, not even yeah. seeing Again, people. Uh, Northeast, when you think Northeast, you're only thinking New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Yep. When you go to Vermont, there's nobody in Vermont. Except for happy people. When you go to to New Hampshire, there's nobody there. (laughs) Even Rhode Island, there's nobody there. And upstate New York. Hey, Providence rules, man. Who has the thickest accent? The South. Yeah. South. No, no. Oh, Northeast. Yeah, North. You think so? That Boston Boston? thing ruins everything. And even the the North, like Minnesota and Wisconsin, all that. I'm going to say north. In this poll, the south dominated. Oh, okay. Everybody really? said, it's the south. Where's the best place for vacation? West. South. West, for sure. Mountains. Uh, west got the most beach. votes, followed by yeah. the south. Beach, Grand Canyon, National Park after National Park. West smashes Stockton, everybody. California. Who has the <laughs> highest cost of living? Northeast. 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 West. Huh. That's what I meant. Hmm. West. I thought New York would tip it. Northeast was a close second. Oh, man, California. It's, you got, yeah, you I guess San make, Francisco yeah. alone. I did the math. Crazy. You need 40% more to live the same God, in, not in, in right. California. But, but California is huge, and the majority of it is not like that. You're just thinking San Fran and L.A. and San Diego. Then you're just thinking New York City. You, you're darn right. <laughs> <laughs> I admitted that. Uh, where, do the, where do most of the people who, quote, unquote, run things come from? East. Interesting. Where do most of the people who quote unquote run the things? Well, I think that's what people perceive, but if you look, the Midwest seems to produce all the guys that create all the big companies. Mm. But I'm going to say the East. East? Wait, wait. That's not an option. Because all the Harvards and all that stuff are in the East, so. DC's got to be Northeast. That's got to be Northeast. I would say Northeast. Northeast. Let's say West on this poll. Uh, No, Northeast. Huh? Northeast followed by the South. <laughs> the South? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but that was a big change. Northeast, um, Northeast was number one back in, in, in 83, and now uh, the South now ranks second, but 40 years ago it was last. Hmm. Which is funny because, like, the West is only, the only people that are all the big thinkers of it that have, all the people that have moved from the east out there. Once they get like established, they go out there and they create the their big thinkers. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the south is on the map more too because of the attractions that uh, Florida and Texas have. God, I'd to. love to be known as a big thinker. <laughs> for, for taxes. Good luck with that. This guy's a big thinker. As he's falling <laughs> down the, the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. As I fall down the stairs two or three times Not a year. Not protecting his toes. Uh, now, when you moved, um, did your parents help you help you move? My dad did. Yeah, he drove the U-Haul. Oh, he drove the U-Haul. Yeah. 
I wasn't going to drive it. No, no, I know, I know that. Uh, but that's that's a big move. That's, you know, over how many miles? 1,200 miles, 1,300 miles? I think it was 1,300, yeah. Wow. I mean, we're right in the middle of the country, and yeah. I came from the east, so the east. halfway across the country. The tippy, the tippy northeast. Yeah. Yeah, for me, the move was almost exactly 1,000 miles from almost door to door. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, we did the moving truck thing. You know, moving truck came. Packed up what little we had, and I remember there was a billing problem, so they uh, they held my stuff for. No, oh, at least you didn't have a cat in there or something. Remember when that happened? Oh man. What? Oh yeah, that happened a couple summers ago. My buddy uh, moved to Texas, and uh, while they were moving, the cat jumped into the truck. Couldn't find a cat. Cubby, Cubby the cat. And I saw I, my, my buddy Mike, who who listens on the podcast. Uh, I saw him a couple weeks ago. Came up to visit. That's awesome. And uh, never forget Cubby the Cat. It was the hottest day of the summer. Aww. It was a thunderstorm. And Cubby the Cat jumped into the truck as they were moving, and they didn't know where Cubby was. Oh, poor baby. Luckily, we talked about it the next morning. The truck was sitting in a lot here in St. Louis still before they transported it to Texas. <gasps> And they opened up the truck. Somebody from the trucking company happened to be listening. No, that's amazing. We saved the life. (gasps) Could have been melted. They would have found a melted cat. Opened up the truck and found Cubby halfway in the truck. Oh, Cubby. We saved lives. That's a nice family, too. God. Ruined their little kitty. We saved lives here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saved Cubby that day. That's something. And update on Cubby. Uh, Hit by a tractor. (gasps) God, Cubby's still alive and you well. You got me good there. That was nice. Yeah, I was like, I hope it didn't breed. Cubby's alive and well and all and all good. God. Cubby was really pissed, by the way, when they opened up that truck. Oh, can That's you imagine? Pissed How off hot. Cubby. Yeah. And we did save a we did save a life that day. It was a feline, but still. Family was very happy. And they're still very thankful to the to the job we did that morning. But, uh, yeah, as far as moving locally, I've moved since being here in St. Louis uh, five or six times from different places. Mm-hmm. I first moved to the Central West End and moved to uh, another another apartment in the West End, South City, moving out to the Baldwin to Pear area, Chesterfield, and then, you know, where I'm in Wildwood now. And every time we'd, uh, you know, get the moving truck and because I never wanted to ask somebody to help me move. Is yeah. it rude to ask a friend to help you move, and people are debating this on socials now. Is it, it rude to ask friends to help you move? It depends on your age. I feel like when you get to the age where, like, everybody's back hurts. Okay. <laughs> once you get past your mid-20s, once you get past your mid-20s, is it, and, and you are a full-fledged adult, is it rude to ask friends to help you move? Mm. I asked a buddy to help me help me and Scott move probably three or four times. Yeah, um, I would say it's not rude to ask. This is the ridiculous part of our society right now as far as asking. I don't think it's rude to ask anything if you want to ask nicely. It's rude to expect them yeah. to say a particular answer, and if they don't, then somehow they're rude. Well, here's how the debate started. Somebody posted a screenshot of a text sent to a friend offering to help them move. So let's say you're moving, Moon, and I go... Hey, do you, do you need any help? And your reply would be, I would never ask a friend to help me move. I'm an adult. I, pre- I appreciate you asking, though. 
That's what sparked this. Interesting. This yeah. debate. And as always, the reactions are mixed. You know, the person who posted the the, the screenshot clarified that uh, helping a friend box stuff up can be fun. It can be helpful. But if you could afford to hire movers, you shouldn't ask friends to help with heavy stuff like your couch. I so mean, some people think that's dead on. Others say uh, that's what friends are for. Okay, well, yeah, let me ask you this. I do want to get a new couch soon, which would mean my old couch has to go somewhere. Don't I have to, like, I would ask friends to maybe help. Like, who, is there someone I hire well, to you, just move a couch? How are you getting the couch? Well, they, the furniture company would bring the couch. They don't just take the couch, do well, they? Well, if you ask. Yeah, sometimes they can, but you gotta, like, yeah, you give them a couple bucks or something sometimes. Some or maybe thing. that's part, you know, they, if you get a new washing machine. Right. Yeah, they took my They old take one. the old one yeah. if you ask them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, so I guess them. if you have the option. If you asked me to help, hey, Chris, can you come help me move the couch? Yeah. I would go, not with my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say when I when I got my new washing machine a few years ago, they uh, the old one, I was like, yeah, you know, because it's part of the deal. They're going to take the old one. And the guys are like, yeah, it's still in pretty good shape. We can just leave it for you if you want. And I'm like, no, no, you guys take it. And they're like, are you sure? It still works. And by They're the way, doing their best to keep it there, but it's like, no, take no. it. That tweet, the, that, the, the screenshot, um, racked up 40 million views. Wow. Jeez. And that's what how people are debating this. It's not rude to ask. No. no. If it's not rude to say no. Well, like if I say I got fired on the spot and then there's like no prospects, if I could save a little money by not hiring movers, I yeah. might be more inclined to ask like, hey, I just lost my job. I gotta get my ass back to yeah. Maine. Can yeah. you can you help a girl out? It's not rude if you ask me, and no. but it's also not rude if I say nah. Right now, is it rude if you don't have the stuff already prepared, like everything in boxes, so it's easy? Help me to, pack up. Yeah, is that that's part the easy rude? part? I can do that. Okay, help me bring it into a truck. You know what's rude? Yeah. You know what's rude? If if you ask me to help, I say yes, and you don't have any food for me. Oh, yeah, you got to yeah. feed them. you got to feed your movers. And what kind of food? It's got to be? It's got to be pizza. Yep, it has to be. <laughs> it goes hand in hand. It can't be anything else. Moving pizza. Am I it's right? Rude if yeah, it's rude if else. you're going to help somebody move, yeah, you're probably right. you better feed them. Yeah. Offer offer beer and water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you got to feed them. Okay, so would you, would you ask a friend to help move furniture? I, I would. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't feel weird. Asking a good friend to help me move furniture. Would you be upset if they said no? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to think about it. Oh, that's good. I wouldn't be upset. I'd go. That's noted. Well, I remember. The, I think the the last time that uh, that we moved, this particular friend said, "I'm not doing this again." And I was like, "Understood. Understood. Totally. <laughs> that's fair. Good point. I wouldn't either." Now, if you if you own a pickup truck. Expect friends to ask you to help yeah. them move stuff. Yeah, I got that a couple times with my pickup. When couple, you owned a pickup. Yeah, a couple, couple times. Not not as much as I thought it would be, but that's also because I said um, no the majority of the times because I wasn't able to. And the other one, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll just give you my keys. You take the truck. Yeah, that's nice. I've, I've, I've I got a buddy up the street who's got a pickup. Yeah, well, you need a truck? Cool. He's like, hey, man, uh, do you need, you know, borrow my car? Yeah, great, thanks. Yep. Fill it up with gas, though. I think that actually happened a couple times. If you borrow somebody's car, mm -hmm. you better fill it with oh, gas. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's the tip. That's the bare minimum. That's the bare yeah. minimum. Yeah, absolutely.
A lot of rotten people out there wouldn't even think of that. Oh, thanks for letting me borrow your car. Oh, you didn't fill up a gas. Okay, that's nice. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> you borrowed my car Jerk. and stole my gas. Yeah. Yeah. So w- would you ask a friend to help move furniture feel bad about it? I would I would ask. Um, I would still feel bad, though, but I would ask him because okay. it could be fun. And, but if it's someone like Video Joey or the bass player Mark from Greek Fire, they they kind of have to. Oh, they, and nobody yeah. has to. Oh, I thought those would you did. Would you ask for help painting uh, painting your apartment? Would I? Would you ask for help painting your whole apartment? You know what? If I was... N- yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. If I, if I wasn't good at painting, or if I if I knew somebody was good at it, I mean, I hate painting personally. I like I I I love it when it's happening, but I hate the thought of it. I hate the thought of it because I'm not as good as I think I I should be, and I get frustrated, and then it starts taking time, and then I'm I not asking, anybody, but that's a whole that's a whole thing. That's so if you ask me, you I, really are putting somebody out if you ask to help. But some people are good and some people are fast and and like doing it. Unless they offer. Scott's a great painter. He's unless, ha- unless, he's halfway done with painting something at my house. Unless I, uh, unless I go, hey, I'm. What are you doing this week? Oh, I'm, I'm painting my place. Oh, you need help? Unless somebody offers their help, I'm not asking. But you you know if you've painted if you've painted multiple rooms before, you know what a big difference. Having one extra person is. One mm-hmm. extra person. I mean, it cuts the time. It, I sure. wouldn't say in half. I would say way more than and in I half. And I also know that uh, we, we tried to paint a wall in our old apartment, and uh, we just, like, uh, one coat's fine. And it wasn't. Mm. Oops. And we should have done two coats, and it was terrible. The whole thing was terrible. Yep. You get the, what do they call it, Hollandaise? Yeah. You can kind of see the. Under stuff, like yeah, speckles yeah, yeah. through. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, we have one extra person, just one extra person. It cuts it more than half because then you have like, okay, I'll do trim, and you just roll, roll, roll. So mm-hmm. you're not taking time to go back and forth, moving ladders. You need someone to cut thing. and the other one to to roll. Can yeah. you ask a friend to pick you up at the airport? No, oh, yeah, yeah, All I think that's fine. Yeah, even even though now we have Uber, all the time saves you money, saves you time. Yeah, I, I don't mind asking. Somebody for the greatest, uh, or if somebody asks me, I don't mind. What you do is you strategically uh, have or keep a friend that lives near the airport. I know. Yes, yes. <laughs> my, my aunt. She, yeah, but they still have to drive you no, to wherever you are. Nope. No. Nope, my nope. aunt lived right across from the airport, and just moved a few months ago out to St. Peter's. Dude, like, the, you jerk! That was my ride every time. I was going to say the play, Riz, is you drive your car there. It's free parking. You ah. drop it in their driveway. Oh yeah, that's good. And then Smart. say, Yo, will you take me to the airport? Yeah, that's a good one. I'll come to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it okay to borrow a small amount of money from a friend? Is it okay? Is it okay? Whatever you consider small. Is it okay to borrow a small amount of money from a friend? Let's say a couple hundred bucks. I would never. But is it okay? If you need it. It's always okay to ask, just like the moving thing. I'm I'm with Liv. Yeah. I mean, if it's a friend, you should be able to ask anything. But if it's also a friend, you should be. In a poll taken, only thirty-three percent said it's okay. Yeah, it's a tough one, but if it's your friend and they're asking, you also need to have it in your head where you don't expect to get. It's basically a gift, and you just know it's mm. probably not going to come back. So that way, you never get upset if it doesn't come back. That thirty-three percent drops to three percent for a large amount of money. He's talking about. He's talking about though from the perspective of the asker and those thirty-three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those thirty. You know what those thirty-three percent all have in common? Safety net. They got somebody. That they know 
they'll they they'll be able to dip into mom dad papa like somebody they've never been broke and alone mm-hmm. and been in such a such a position where they maybe have to ask yeah so those people all have multiple safety nets that's what they have well i've been in a position where i've you know expressed just lamenting about life like hey i'm on the struggle bus right now and then people are like here let me help you yeah yeah that's fantastic i've had to ask my my parents parents is different Hey, uh, <laughs> shut off my electricity again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't ask a friend because, again, because like that would be such a last resort. That's out of the realm of your safety yeah. net, which some of us are blessed enough to have, but not everyone does. Some people don't have their parents or don't have access to their parents. I've had my power right. shut off. It's interesting. Oof. That's interesting. Or I've I've paid uh, rent and uh, told the, uh, the landlord like, hey. Don't cash this until <laughs> I've done. I Don't did that in college, that. where you uh, you put the date on there for the week after or something, but you give the check that day, and they you can't do anything till that <laughs> date comes by. Yep. Or, or I've you know I've given a check over and and uh, you know hoping and praying like, hey, I hope they don't cash this for three days. Oh yeah. I think everybody's played that and game then at get one the, point. Then get the call. Go, hey, that check bounced. Like, oh my god, I gotta move some funds around. Or you play the ATM game. But that costs you money, doesn't it? When, when you bounce a check, doesn't that cost you 25 bucks or something? Isn't there a fee that you incur? Uh, yes, I believe so. <laughs> uh, or, the, or the other person uh, incurs the fee. Man, no, I, no, it's, no, I it's, think it falls back on you. Yeah. I think the other person does incur a fee sometimes, which is why people <gasps> people stopped accepting checks. Because they, w- they would get dinged with it. Ooh. Dude, the, the worst is when you are broke and young and you are so used to being in overdraft that you don't realize how much those fees are. I remember the over- Yeah, I remember those days. Man, I remember the overdraft days and I just remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, I, I cost my I cost my broke ass hundreds of dollars yeah. well, in yeah. in fees because I had no money and the bank was like, "Well, we'll let you go into overdraft." We are in overdraft. Kill All right. Me. Not like overtime. That we sounds lived, fun, but we it's not. We lived in overdraft. Welcome to overdraft. overdraft. <laughs> Yeah, you go to the ATM and you, you cross your fingers and you go, okay, let's hope there's money in here. And you go, all right, 20 bucks, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, and then you hey, get something uh, that's nineteen ninety nine, and with tax, puts you in overdraft. Now that nineteen ninety nine costs you 40 bucks. Well, and there were the days I would, you Loose know, go back to my parents' house and for Sunday dinner and then go uh, cupboard shopping. <laughs> like I'd go in my parents' cupboard and go, I'll take this and this and this. Yep, yep. And this, and this. Yeah, I could always get some Cape Cod popcorn at mom and dad's house. Mm. A couple canned goods, take, a couple boxes of pasta, I'm all good. Yeah, take that back to Overland. All good. But, no, let's just be nice to each other, okay? That's it. Okay. That's the lesson. And don't ask me to move. <laughs> I help you. Not helping you move. What my, you know, my back problems. I don't want to slip a disc. All right, today's Team Riz member of the day is brought to you by Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz. From Morton, Illinois, Jared Holiday is out. Whoa, what a name. Jared Holiday. Mr. Holiday. Jared is a uh, longtime Point and Risho listener. Jared just moved a couple hours from St. Louis uh, after college, but still listens to the podcast every day. Uh, Jared loves talking about the show with all his uh, friends and family, a true Riz evangelist. Uh, Jared Holiday from Morton, Illinois, is our Team Riz member of the day. 
Get to Super Sweet Team Riz. Remember the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up. 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. Hey, it's Moon here for locally owned and family owned Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers in business since 1976. And their team of 500 plus expert tire and automotive service technicians who live in the communities where they work. The team at Dobbs stands ready to service whatever vehicle you drive, including car, van, light truck, SUV, hybrid, and even EV to provide you with the tires you need at the lowest price in town guaranteed and at a price in line with your family budget. And the Dobbs team is ready to service your vehicle with expert auto service too, done right the first time, including routine and preventative maintenance and complex diagnostic and engine repairs. And now, with 43 stores, including Dobbs' newest store in Columbia, Missouri, way to go, Dobbs. Full service tire and auto service has never been more convenient. So let the tire and service pros at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers take care of your family vehicles. And be sure to check out Dobbs' money-saving January deals on tires and service at go2dobbs.com. Then drive in and any of the Dobbs' 43 convenience store locations are going to take care of you for major savings today. Hi, this is Christopher Walken, and you're listening to a man whose voice is really f***ed up. It's the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. Pow! Welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. Mick Ultra Studio Cams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The socials at R-I-Z-Z. Show your emails. We're show 1057thepoint.com. Send us feedback through the 1057thepoint mobile app. Liv joins us this morning. What up? Craigslist Freak of the Week. We got, these are bad. We got <laughs> <laughs> three brand new ads. Liv will read for us this morning. Uh, people love when you read the ads, I'll tell you that. I don't know why. People love it. <laughs> they love your particular reading style. Uh, also, we'll talk to uh, Chris Carver, and we'll talk to our buddy Dan Cummins, who is at the pageant uh, Saturday. Two shows, a 5 o'clock and an 8 o'clock, so we'll check in with Dan Cummins. You know, it's funny talking to Kerber at uh, a race show night on Tuesday, so... They are on the road up until the All-Star break, so they are... In Arizona tonight, then they go to Colorado, and then they go to Winnipeg. Wow. And he goes, how do I pack? Hmm. <laughs> Layers. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you pack? He needs to get those pants that you can zip, you know, the, the bottom part off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you start off Arizona with the shorts, and you zip them back on, yeah. and you're ready to go. So it's warm in, in Arizona, and then he goes to Colorado, and then Winnipeg. <laughs> and then the all-star break, and then they're back at home on uh, uh, February 11th. So, they got a they got a little while off, which is good. They need the they need the time off. They the Blues need the All Star break. Mm. Let's do a, let's do a hard reset. Yeah, they looked a little tired in that first mm-hmm. period. Uh, yeah, listen, it was the first show night. night that they lost. The first red show night that the Blues lost at. Thanks, Scott. <sighs> posted I, posted a cool comeback there for a it minute. Was, yeah, they, it but got that close. first period, they didn't even look like they had ever played together. That first minute and a half was, oh, it was uh, bad. not great. <laughs> yeah. it was bad. I thought it was the, the little kid group that came out and skated. In the, <laughs> oh, the, the Twin Bridges ate you? Yeah, and they missed it. They did great. They did great. Yeah, yeah they got goals. That was good. All right, so you might want to change your Netflix password. Uh, Netflix confirmed uh, late last week that its move to no longer allow users to share passwords for free could begin by the end of March. So in October of 2022, Netflix announced... It's plans to change its password sharing policy, saying it would start charging people to share accounts. So even now, the company has not specified a date, but did say in a shareholder letter this week that it would begin rolling out paid sharing more broadly later in quarter one. Hmm. So in the letter, 
it detailed that account sharing, which is said to be done by 100 million households, undermines its ability to invest and improve. 100 million households share Netflix passwords. The amount of money lost is incredible. Uh, yeah. But also, I guess, you know, if people, they have their lake home, they have this place, they have that, and they use the same login, so Netflix is saying that's not allowed either, right? Well, the, the company has not specified prices for these new charges yet, but the fee system was already being tested in, in Chile and Costa Rica and Peru, and they're charging around 3 to $4 for each extra member. So I'm assuming it's going to be probably around the same. That's still a better pricing. deal than yeah. having your own, I guess. Yeah, and honestly, if if yeah. you if you have the multiple homes thing, uh, that's a lot cheaper. Well, yeah, just and look at it as like a well, if you want a VCR in all the homes, you got to have a different VCR in every home. Is anybody mm. sharing your? No, no. Can you? You could also do the old-fashioned, hey, HBO Max and them don't charge, so I'll just get rid of Netflix and go to those that don't <laughs> yeah. charge for multiple homes. Even even my oldest daughters, when they when they moved out, they never shared. No? No. We, we, you say you cut off? First cut of, off. No, I didn't have to because my, my kids have come from a show business family. They know what stealing music from me did to my life. Oh, now we're going stealing music, huh? Oh. Not just oh. a little charity work, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Now a little charity? For God's sakes, you know. A single uh, in 1961 cost 99 cents, and a single in 2023 cost 99 cents. It's your kids, for God's sakes. Cents. It's your kids. My kids. Now, my kids understand that stealing is stealing. And if you're stealing f content... So or, I'm going to I'm gonna cut my in-laws off and go, you guys are stealing. You're cut off. <laughs> like, they share my Hulu account. I'm happy for you. You do what you... You do you, man. <laughs> you lime-wire whatever you want, friend, but I'm, I'm not lime-wiring anything. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm helping my in-laws out. Stealing is they stealing. They need to watch what, you know, what we do in the shadows. I'm <laughs> I, I, just know, I, I would have a different life if I got what was owed. That's all. <laughs> you cut off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today is uh, January 26th. Uh, back in the day, 53 years ago, 1970, Simon and Garfunkel released their final record, Bridge Over Troubled Water, featuring the title track, The Boxer. It's a great record. 44 Man, years ago, 1979, The Dukes of Hazard. Uh, that premiered on CBS. Uh, remember, you had a car <laughs> that color? <laughs> you hated that. You hated when I said it. It was Dukes of Hazard color. <laughs> well, that's not what you would say. You would imply other things that it was obnoxious. No, I just said you had. Jeff did that joke once, and I, I looked at it. I was like, "That's it, man. We're done." We're you done. had We're a, done a Dodge Challenger. I had an orange Challenger. It yes, was I the did. Dukes of Hazard color, General Lee color. It was orange. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was orange. that color. Orange is orange. <laughs> <laughs> it was orange. I didn't choose it. It I didn't choose it for real. It, it was a, it was the the. It's a long story. It don't matter. But just razzing you like, hey man, you got the the Dukes of Hazard, you know, know, General Lee color. You hated that. Get your Daisy Dukes on. That's yeah. why you got rid of the car. Well, oh, no, but but you got you got. I like that story better. Uh, Thirty-five years ago, nineteen eighty-eight, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera opened on Broadway. Oh, the now best, the longest running show in Broadway history. The uh, best. It's different now. Um, I hate to say that. Like, if you saw the old show, it was it was uh, cooler and bigger. I think they went from, like, 11 trucks down to, like, four or five trucks. So the stage production is right. different. The stage itself rotates now. Uh, but it's still good, man. If you haven't seen Phantom, see it. It's uh, so good. 25 years ago, 1998, President Clinton uttered the now infamous words, I want to say one thing to the American people. 
I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh, come on. You got to give the full accent. Get into character. On, Sell man. it. I d- yeah. <laughs> they say their Arkansas accent is you can't tell if they're laughing or crying. You got to. You can't tell if they're laughing. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. With that woman. Monica Lewinsky. I can't do it. I can't that was do incredible. It. Can't do it. It's not bad. It's like Bill's it. right, right in yeah, here. It's a little the Keanu Reevesy, but I am an FBI agent. Uh, Seventeen years ago, in 2006, Oprah Winfrey confronted the author James Fry on national television for lying about his memoir, <gasps> A Million Little Pieces. I remember when that happened. Now, Million Little Pieces. Who? What? What was his little claim to fame? Like he made up most of the book. But it was part of Oprah's book club. <gasps> oh, yeah, it was a, a, oh, yeah, you don't mess with that. It was huge. And then... Did he know that that was coming in that interview? I don't know. No. I don't know if he would have showed up if that was the case. I know. Uh, 13 right. years ago in 2010, Avidaw became the highest grossing film of all time. The previous record holder, Titanic, was also directed by James Cameron. And three years ago in 2020, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash, along with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and seven mm-hmm. other people. That was uh, three years ago today. Wow. And that's what happened back in the day. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your Crap on Celebrities. Crap on brought to you by Bright House Plumbing. Call the best, flush the rest. Brighthousecode.com, 636-600-0188. The Grammy Awards are less than two weeks away. And yesterday we found out the first set of performers. Bad Bunny, Lizzo, Mary J. Blige. Uh, Brandy Carlisle, Luke Combs, Steve Lacey, Kim Petras, and Sam Smith will all take the stage for their Grammy Can't moments. wait to not watch and read about it the next day and read about how ratings are down. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all of the artists uh, that, are, that are performing are Grammy nominees this year. Additional, additional performers will be announced soon. The Grammys air on CBS on Sunday, February 5th. And I, I get it. It's not, it's, award shows are not for me. It's not yeah. my jam. I used to really be into the MTV shows. Me too. Yeah, and then fun. they just took a nosedive. And it is tough this time of year to book, you know, entertainers, stuff like that. They're on the road. They're doing stuff. So I guess it's get whoever's available. Well, it's whoever they think is the most popular. I mean, it's just, it's not. It's, I'm, I'm not in their wheelhouse. I don't know nope. who they're going for. Everybody I don't know else, what demo they're going for. But they man, don't I remember they the, don't MT- know either. the MTV Music Awards were. They were, they were iconic. That was. That was yeah. That Everybody would watch it, and we'd go to school the next day, and everyone would talk about it. I got to go a couple years. <sighs> I got. To, I was there when uh, the dude climbed. The dude from Rage <gasps> climbed up on the coolest man. Shook. I was there when Guns N' Roses came back oh, and did. Welcome to the jungle, and everybody goes, oh, my God, look at Axl Rose, how fat he is, and he has rope hair. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I got, to be a pre- I got to be a presenter at the MTV Asia Awards. Ooh. That was pretty sick. Not bad. My wife was there when Lisa Marie and uh, Michael Jackson kissed. Oh, wow. Passionately. Passionately. Were you there for the Britney Spears Madonna kiss? Uh, I was not there. For uh, that. That's no. unfortunate. But now it's like, who? They're not this that is good. just not my music. It's yeah. I, yeah. I aged out. Like Scott said, I don't know if MTV knows what their demo is. Yeah, I don't I think don't they're, they, they know exactly right I now. aged down. Back in the day, they had it down. NASCAR uh, dropped some big news uh, Wednesday for the big summer event. This first ever street race in the NASCAR Cup Series, officially dubbed the Chicago Street Race, will be held on July 1st and 2nd. Chicago Street Race President Julie Geese uh, says that they wanted to bring out some be- some of the best artists in the business for a special occasion. So get this. Quote, we are proud to welcome superstars, the Chainsmokers, Miranda Lambert, the Black Crows, and Charlie Crockett as we reimagine the NASCAR experience in the heart of downtown Boy, Chicago. I, t- or- I tell you what, this is a big deal. Uh, 
So they, they're racing the streets of Chicago. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. really cool. For a 4th so of July rad. kind of thing. Uh, Black Crows take stage on Saturday. Public ticket on sale will begin February 2nd at NASCARChicago.com. What's going to be awesome is they're not going to block any streets off. They're just going to do it. <laughs> just, just gonna... Good luck. All right. They're just going to do it. They're going to pick like a... Hey, Rubin is racing. <laughs> They're gonna pick like a like a like a like a Thursday rush hour <laughs> and just unleash the cars and go. Here we go. Whoever it's finishes yep. first, the first magni- to Wrigley. <laughs> the magnificent mile becomes the medical mile. Yeah. Oh God! Oh man! Uh, Game of Thrones star Esme Bianco. You guys know uh, Esme Bianco? No. Yeah, let me show you. You yes. if you've seen Game of Thrones, you know this gal. She's the redheaded gal that starts off uh, up in Winterfell and then goes down. She's topless a lot. Yes, yes. Uh, she. <laughs> That's what you pull, not That's her performance. Pull the, uh, pull. She and Marilyn Manson have reached a settlement two years after the actress filed a sexual abuse lawsuit against the shock rocker. Uh, no settlement terms were disclosed. Bianco had claimed that the singer drugged, tortured, and raped her in 2011. Yeah. She also alleged that Horrible Manson story. once whipped her with a Nazi whip and also cut her with a. Nazi knife. God. What? Uh, Bianco's lawyers wrote this week that she has agreed to resolve her claims against Brian Warner and Marilyn Manson Records, Inc. in order to move on with her life and career. Uh, so she was in, she worked in the brothel, right? Yeah, she was in, she was in the, the Winterfell brothel, or, or you know, the, the was town Was it Littlefinger of... that ran the brothel? Was it that one? Littlefinger's brothel was down in uh, King's Landing, and she ended up working for him. And right. Manson was clientele there? I, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I believe, by the way, back to the NASCAR race, I believe what they have to do is they have to uh, weld the manhole covers. So they don't blow so, off So the they don't blow covers? off as the cars wow. go over. How do you oh. unweld? D-welds. They just put a new hole in the ground somewhere else. <laughs> How do you reverse that afterwards? Know. They on <laughs> uh, Last month, a California judge, by the way, dismissed mo- model Ashley Morgan Smithline's lawsuit against Manson after she file, uh, failed to hire a new attorney to represent her during the uh, 90-day window that a judge gave her to get a new attorney. Mm-hmm. Smithline had accused Manson of sexual assault, human trafficking, and unlawful imprisonment. Foo Fighters are replacing the newly formed Pantera at two German festivals this summer. Upon learning that the band was scheduled to appear at Rock'em Ring and Rock'em Park, the German Green Party uh, for the Nuremberg City Council released a statement saying that Anselmo, Phil Anselmo, the singer, uh, quote, repeatedly and deliberately displayed Nazi symbols and yelled racist slogans. Festival organizers explained that in the in the last few weeks, we've had many intensive conversations and decided to remove the band from the program. The backlash stems from a 2016 incident where singer Phil Anselmo allegedly gave the Nazi salute and said white power while performing at Dime Bash, the annual concert honoring late guitar what? player Dimebag Daryl. Anselmo has repeatedly apologized for the incident, saying that he was drunk. Uh, I tell you what, in Germany, they... They do not play with that no. stuff. With that Nazi stuff? Ooh, that's a big no-no. Big no-no. They in don't Germany. play around, so... No memorabilia. You can't sell any of that stuff. No. Uh-uh. They take that very seriously. Um, that, as they should. He, so sure. he, he admitted doing it. Well, yeah, I think it's all on film. Uh, Wait, what are you doing? But uh, oh, he's, he's, he said he was hammered, and he, he has apologized over and over and over. Right. He, Look, I've been hammered a number of times. Never ha- done that. Done didn't that go one. say no. Nope. No, okay. <laughs> sure haven't. Okay. Uh, Oz, I believe you. Ozzy Osbourne and Joan Jett will appear in Workday's uh, Super Bowl ad. They released a preview. Office workers find out who the new guy is, and it's Ozzy. It's oh, so my God. Here's the whole ad, basically. Okay, here we go. Who's the new guy? I don't know, but he's supposed to be some kind of rock star. Which one of you wants a piercing? Liv, do you like when they release these Super Bowl ads early? 
whatever. It doesn't really. I'm going to see him anyway, so I guess it really doesn't matter to me. I like being surprised on Super Bowl Sunday. You know what we've been doing the past couple years? Uh, So we used to do uh, a racial Super Bowl party at the beer garden. Oh, yeah, dude. Fun. It was, was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, But the past couple years, we've done nothing. Uh, So I've played a Super Bowl bingo with the kids. Have you have you done that yet? I don't think so. So you and and usually you buy these things on Etsy. Okay, so you just yeah you buy them and you so you buy them like bingo, a- like Super Bowl bingo cards, and uh, it's uh, uh, ads. So they have like the company logo. So if you're oh, if the cool. ad goes, you know you cross you know try to get bingo, or if something happens during the game, you know fall, it gets the kids to pay attention. And, yeah, that's genius. That's it's fun. Fun. it's fun, but you could it's do it with the fun. you could do it with the commercials. Here's another great piece of audio: uh, Greek fire bass player Mark Roth. <laughs> he loves the "There I Ruined It" guy on social media. Have you guys seen this? Yes. He's constantly uh, uh, sending this stuff because he thinks it's so funny. Here is the latest: the "There I Ruined It" guy imagined what Pearl Jam sounds like to people who don't like Pearl Jam. Oh no. Okay. That's a that hit. It's incredible. Man. That's a hit. Yeah. That is awesome. We'll put it up on the blog for you. It's pretty funny. Uh, Adult Swim has announced that it is cut ties with Rick and Morty co-creator and voice star Justin Roiland in the wake of his felony charges for domestic violence. This is a wild story. Oh, Big man. implications. As, as a Rick and Morty fan, this is devastating. I just started watching it, and uh, whoa, was not expecting the vulgarity. It oh, is the yeah. most intensely it's adult. It's cartoon. It's for kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll admit... It is funny, and it's so clever, but, like, when you watch it, you go, wow, somebody's got a twisted head. Father of the year, uh, right here. Uh, My son is the one who goes, (laughs) Dad, let's watch this. (laughs) And I go, oh, my God, I can't believe you're watching this. Uh, All right, I'll watch with you. (laughs) Roiland is facing one count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and deceit based on an incident with an unnamed Jane Doe who was dating him back in early 2020. Adult Swim wrote on Tuesday that Rick and Morty would continue, adding the talented and dedicated crew are hard at work on season seven. With Roiland out, uh, the voices of both title characters will be recast. A protective order was filed against Roiland in October 2020 to bar him him from harassing, threatening, or surveilling the person named in the order. Uh, Roiland is back in court for a pretrial hearing on April 27th. Yeah, big, it, big I deal. Mean, he, does a lot of, he does a lot of the voices, most of the voices. Obviously, the, the two main characters, Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward. People were passing around a bunch of uh, social media stuff from some TikTok guy that I guess does impressions of those voices. So people are like, hey, just get this guy. He does the voices perfectly. Yeah, but a lot of it's the writing. and. Yeah, I know. But I'm sure it's a machine if it's six uh, seasons in. So who knows? I'll tell you what, though. Some of that stuff he's been accused of is pretty gnarly. N- super gnarly. And I only saw the tip of the iceberg. Um, get this. Staying with Adult Swim, almost eight years after it was canceled, Aqua Teen Hunger Force 
has scored a 12th season from Adult Swim. The network announced on Wednesday that it had ordered five new episodes of the animated series that followed up the warped adventures of talking fast food items. That's just a show simply for stoners. Frylock, Master Shake, Meat Wad, as well as their distasteful human neighbor, Carl. Original creators Dave Willis and Matt Something uh, will oversee season 12 of the series, which reassembles the main voice cast members. So it's That was the show. I mean, that really is, you watch it. Sober, and you go, What the hell is this? I'm gonna take a couple hits of this anymore. I got it. It is pretty funny, <laughs> and I wonder if it was one of those things where Adult Swim's like, Oh man, we might have to, we might have to cancel Rick and Morty. Uh, call up the uh, Aqua yeah, Team yeah. guys, they were good. Yeah, the Aqua Team guys, let's see what they're doing. They made us money, guys. We got the call, we're back. <laughs> Jeremy Renner was trying to save his nephew when he was crushed by the massive snow grooming machine. We've 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 uh, heard about the accident. You know, the, the crushed his chest, thirty bones, all that Jeez. kind of stuff. He's a hero. Absolutely. Come to find out a few more details, according to the newly released incident report from the sheriff's office, police say that Jeremy had just helped free his nephew's car from the snow when the vehicle started sliding sideways. Jeremy jumped out of it. Then he realized it was heading towards his nephew. Jeremy had not set the parking brake, which police think would have stopped it. Anyway, uh, Jeremy tried to jump back into the vehicle to divert or stop it in order to get back into the cab, though. He had to step on one of those tracks, which is what we guessed, which did pull him under and that's how he got run over. Ugh. The report states Gosh. that he did not set the parking brake. It also suggests that mechanical issues may have been a factor because the brake light indicator inside the cab was not functioning properly. Ooh. So it's a whole whole mess of things. Uh, Justin Bieber is the latest artist to sell his publishing, artist royalties, and master recordings. Uh, Hypnosis Songs Capital purchased Bieber's work for a record. How much money? I saw, I saw this. I'm going to say if it's a record, I'll go $600 million. Okay. I don't think it's, I, it's quite not, that much. It's not. It's not a record. I, it's not, oh, it's because I thought somebody sold theirs for like five hundred. Well, okay. So this deal is the largest of any artist from Bieber's generation. Oh. The package includes all of Justin's two hundred and ninety songs in the catalog released before December thirty first, twenty twenty. I'll change my well because you think of you know people are doing this at like the police and Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. You I'll said, go two hundred. You said two hundred million. What about you, Liv? I'll go with two fifty. 203. 203 million. Wow. He's in, he's in his 20s. He cashed out. That's pretty incredible. Good for him. Yeah. Is yeah, he still wonderful. in his 20s? Holy yeah. smokes. Well, that's I cool. thought he's good, a teenager. Good for him. Congratulations. <laughs> he's just forever a baby. <laughs> uh, in the original Squid Game, everybody died. Spoiler alert. So what? I <laughs> Come on, man. So, so I don't know what these people are complaining about, but as you may remember, Netflix is producing a Squid Game reality show with real contestants playing real games for real money. It's shooting in England right now. One of the games they played was Red Light, Green Light. You guys see the original? Oh, yeah. Just like in the original show, British Tabloid is saying that these contestants were forced to play outside in sub-zero temperatures, and a few were severely injured. Netflix is denying it, of course, but they're saying we care deeply about the health and safety of our cast and crew and invested all appropriate safety procedures. While it is very cold on set, our participants are prepared for that. Any claims of serious injury are untrue. Boy, I, I started watching yesterday uh, on the day off. I guess Netflix is showing this uh, Korean game show called Physical 100. Has anybody come across no. this yet? No. Nope. 100 contestants in top physical shape compete in a series of grueling challenges uh, to get cash. It's like Squid Game, but it's like the top athletes in Korea. Oh, wow. So it's like their Ninja Warrior? It's oh, like yeah. it's almost like Squid Game. It's a Squid Game type of but with show, hmm. but with the top athletes in in Korea, and it's totally that's, that subtitled. Sounds, that sounds incredible. It was for the two episodes I watched. 
What's it called? Top 100? It's called Physical 100. Physical 100. They and the, like first, me, the first challenge they had was everybody standing on a square, and this thing lowers down, and you hold on to it, and you have to hang. And and the floor lowers down. And what do you fall oh. into? You fall into a, a spikes and lions. <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> spikes and lions. Uh <clears throat> but it's what you know, these the top athletes, yeah, whoever hangs on the longest. Oh, god, Dude, these guys yeah. are shredded in the picture here. Shredded, jeez, they're elite. This uh, is what do I have time for? It's pretty good. One I got, more, I got time for one more. Okay, then I want you guys. This is the most listened to classic rock artist in the world. Most listened to classic rock artist. I've got in the like world. the top, I don't know, eight. In the world, yeah, this should be an yeah, easy this to is get. Easy. This should be an easy to get list. The Beatles. Uh, the Beatles are not number one. I'm going to say Queen. I would say Queen. Queen continues yeah. to dominate. Freddie Mercury and Company Even are the most, the, Beatles, huh? the most listened to classic rock band in the entire world, according to a new study. Uh, Liberty Games looked at classic rock YouTube plays and found that Queen is the most listened to in 63 countries. Like, over, I'm not upset about that. Over no, 1.86 billion total listens last year. I'm so, say, so where are the Beatles? The Beatles... Uh, the Beatles are six. Whoa. Okay, so Queen, the Stones. The Stones are number seven. I'm going to go with the, uh, we talked about them last week, or this week, actually, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd is number nine. Okay. Oh. That's a, the Zeppelin. Oh. Zeppelin is not on here. ACDC. ACDC is number three. Yeah. ACDC, the third most listened to classic, uh, classic rock artist with 1.3. Four billion streams. ACDC is the greatest bar band of all time. Uh, they were the most listened to in the States and Canada. So they beat Queen here. Okay. I get it. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses, number two. Oh, they Second are. most. I, I, I never put them in the classic rock. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that. <laughs> now, they were number one in South Africa, but they were second most overall. Huh. Uh, you guys are missing a couple. Um, uh, the Police. No, nah, police are not on there. Uh, you're, you're Van not gonna, Halen. You're not going to get CCR. Creedence Clearwater Revival Creedence, oh. was number... Oh, Van Halen, yeah. That's a good one. Eight or nine. Uh, Van Halen, one? not on there. But but go uh, nearer, closer to us. Metallica. Metallica. Uh, it was number uh, something. Uh, that music band. <laughs> one, two, three. There were five. Did we yeah. get number four already? No, four is uh, from your neighborhood, though. I mean, kind of in between you Bruce. No, but you're in the right... Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, number four, five, six, I think it's number six is, uh, I mean, 90s alternative, guys. Nirvana. Nirvana. Nirvana is. They're now classic rock. Uh, isn't that yes. wild? Yeah. Cool. We're there, dudes. We're, yes. We're there. We're hip officially. <laughs> All right, celebrities celebrating a birthday today. Remember the Octomom? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Octoplets uh, are 14 eight. today. God, no. Suleiman. Nadia Arms. They're high school aged? The Octoplets are 14 today. Uh, wrestler Sasha Banks is 31. Hey, speaking of uh, documentaries and, and Netflix and stuff, mm -hmm. did you see the one on Manti Teo? Yes, unbelievable. Oh. That was a uh, Untold, right? Yes. Was that Netflix? That's Netflix, yeah. That was phenomenal. Twists and turns and holy smokes. You remember smokes. that story, Manti Teo? He's the one that... Notre Dame football player. Notre Dame star. This this dude was like oh. the 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 absolute story of the the century there because in sports because a everything was going wrong with football everything was going wrong with college stuff and this guy had the most Cinderella story ever he had a a, a girlfriend online that passed away tragically in a car accident and he took the field and like Rudy like won the game or something oh. he was catfished. 
God. Yeah, it's an it's an excellent documentary on Netflix. You gotta see it. You gotta That's see wild. it. Wild, absolutely. Uh, he, well, Manti Teo is 32 today. Happy hey, birthday. happy birthday! Uh, widely regarded as the greatest uh, dunker ever in basketball history, Vince Carter is 46. Uh, the greatest hockey player of all time, Wayne Gretzky is 62. Uh, Alan DeGeneres is 65, and you know him from the movie Major League. He was also the star of Mr. Belvedere, broadcasting legend. I believe he still does play-by-play for the Brewers. Bob Euchre is 89 years Just old. Just a bit outside. Today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Carmen Valentina. And today's birthday girl has been in 369 fun films, including Amazing Asses 6 and 8, <laughs> Big Ass White Girls, Boss Bitch Mom, Cheeks for Weeks, she was in The Education of My Stepson 2. Yikes. <laughs> Real Slut Party 4. Sin City Sluts 1. And who can forget her role in 2021's Sleeping With My Shrink. Carmen Valentina is 36 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those are your happy birthdays. And that was your crap on celebrities. You got to pay your copay. If you sleep with your shrink? Yeah, I wonder. I believe that is the copay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We're going to come back and we'll do the Craigslist Freak of the Week. So Liv is here. She'll read three brand new ads for us. Open up the Riz Show chat room, please. Yes, opening. The Riz Show chat room, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Just hop on the YouTube feed, and the chat room's right there. We need your name suggestions for these freaks. So Liv will read the ads. You guys will name the freaks. Then we'll vote on our favorite freak via Twitter at R-I-Z-Z Show. And one of these three ads moving on to the next round of the Freak of the Year playoffs. Craigslist Freak of the Week is next. Al Pacino, and you're listening to a man who's got the softest balls I've ever seen. The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, buddy. So nice. <laughs> that might be my favorite one. <laughs> so nice. Um, Moon and I were talking before the show. Uh, we have two kids that are going into high school next year, and uh, you know, my son uh, came home with, with the book. He's got to pick his classes for for high school. So like, oh man, like this is a this is a this is a milestone. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. I had that moment. I go, my boy. He's going to be a man. My boy's going to high school next year. Not only that, but are you starting to talk about driving? And of course, I mean, like, he's he's saying, like, you know, what car are you going to give me, Dad? That kind of stuff. I'm talking to my daughter about, like, hey, man, when we go places, start paying attention. Start paying attention to the roads. This is not a gridded city. And it would be it would behoove you to learn these highways and, like, your directional sense. Yeah, I don't think, well... I haven't that's had that discussion. That's important yet. to me, and that takes that takes a minute. Oh, he got ways. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I, I don't want ways. Mm-hmm. It's right there on his phone. I want you to know where you are without your phone. Ah. It's important to me, damn uh, it. Just follow the North Star. It's important to me, damn it. Uh, you know, my, my kids. My kids are pretty sweet when it comes to not really making fun of me to my face. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you get I'm enough sure, of that here. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they make fun of me behind my back. Oh, mine still make fun of us right to our face, kind of viciously, in fact. Oh yeah. Yeah, one of them like, one of them still kind of catching like uh, what's appropriate, what's not, and uh, he he rattled off a couple things, and my wife goes, whoa, 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 now that's getting serious. Let's let's back back it down a notch or two. 
Well, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, trying to be hip and trying to be cool, you know, uh, uh, slang, slang words of the kids. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, everything they're saying. Are they it's at another the point, language. Are they at the point, because they're close enough in age where they, they would say something where you don't understand, they kind of make fun of you for it together, they kind of like team up. It's not that they're like teaming up intentionally, but they'll say something that sort of makes you look a fool. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen them, my, you know, my son and daughter, you know, lock eyes, you know, after I said something, almost like, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you hear what this idiot's saying? <laughs> That's what they I don't mean. say it, they say it with their eyes. But uh, millennials on, on Twitter have been talking about the things that boomers love saying. Like, I'm not a boomer, I'm 44 years old, yeah. I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. I don't think they know what boomer means anymore or ever did. I think they think we're boomers. Like, they don't understand. Like, boomers. No, I'm a millennial. I know you're not a boomer. It's like my parents were the boomers. Right. Technically. Technically, yeah. yes. Uh, but we're, but Gen Xers are kind of lumped into this boomer category for some reason. It's because nobody knows what to do with Gen Xers. And it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, again, so, so millennials are, 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 Talking about the things that, okay, so we'll say boomers and Gen Xers love saying and basically making fun of us for it. Like, um, I'll still say this, and I'm looking at this list, and I say a lot of this stuff. Like, uh, I'm videoing this. Like, as if I take my phone out and oh, I right. press record, I'm videoing it. I'll still say I that. I still say that. Yeah. Or when something could be warmed up in the microwave, what do you say? Uh Zap it or nuke, nuke it. Nuke it. Yeah, dude. Oh. <laughs> nuke it. I say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you, why so don't you nuke it? What's wrong with heating up? But I guess that's not. Uh, not zap it. Zap it or nuke it. Nuke it. it. Millennials yeah. make fun of us for saying yeah, that. Yeah, my mother says that. Uh, or uh, if I call you and you don't pick up and then you call me and I don't pick up, what are we doing? Phone, phone tag. tag. We're playing phone tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Millennials don't like that. <laughs> oh. They make fun of us. Do you come I up think with something this better? is Gen Z because I say phone tag. Oh, so you're in, yeah. you're, you're in our Yeah, camp? absolutely. Okay, That's fine. phone tag. It's phone tag. Yeah. Or if there's boomers. an empty seat, you go, why don't you sit here? I won't bite. I've said that before. <laughs> it's cringe, but yes. <laughs> and there we go. I'm saying something's cringe. Chat room's already going crazy, and they said that they changed the years for the boomers. You can't do that. The, you can't the, change the, you you can't change the year. You're either a baby boomer or you're not. Yeah, yeah, the reason they're called boomers is because there was a baby boom during a certain period. Like that, That's the one that you can't change. You could probably change the other ones. This Gen X millennial line definitely is a, is a movable goalpost. But boomers, like that was a baby boom post-World War II. That's why. That's why. <laughs> you can't change that. No. Yeah, it seems the Gen X millennial line moves a couple years up and down. Yeah, mm-hmm. as it should. Because I shouldn't be lumped in with my, my oldest daughter. She's a millennial. She's 98. Yeah, what, look up the years. Look up what the official years are. And and it's it's different. There's like two or three different official ones. And 81 the well, line. Well, there can only be one official one. 81 to 96. Is Gen X? Is oh, millennial. I'm sorry, millennial. Yeah. That's poop. That's 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 horse crap. <laughs> I mean, mind? think of the drastic differences. And I understand, you know, of course, there's going to be drastic differences within. 15 I was years. born during the Carter administration. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, the baby, uh, the boomers, they're from uh, 1946 through 1979. Get out. Wow. No. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I was like, no. 64. <laughs> 64 is even a stretch. Yeah, 64, that's ridiculous. But it's. 
Yeah, that's, it should that's be 45 to 56. 50s, yeah, something like that. Okay, so what about what should 60s babies be? Because my both my parents were born in the 60s. They should have a sweet, their own name, Flower or something. You know what I mean? Like Flower children. Flower children. Yeah. Cold War kids. That was a different time. <laughs> Cold War kids. Uh, all right, so uh, millennials uh, uh, making fun of us for saying uh, this phrase. That's the million-dollar question. <laughs> okay. That's very yeah, Austin Powers. <laughs> a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, or calling it the COVID or calling it pot instead of weed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's. Yeah. Or when you hand over a credit card, you go, let's see if this works. Uh, that's a little cringy. <laughs> or when you get a, you know, after being the. After being given the bill at a restaurant, you go, what's the damage? <laughs> that still holds up, right? <laughs> They're making fun of us because we're taking the bill. Yeah. What's the damage? <laughs> or when an item you want to buy doesn't ring up, you go, well, I guess that's free. Oh, yeah, that's obnoxious. <laughs> when you say, in all my years, okay, I don't say that. When you pronounce the L's in the word tortilla, so you tortilla. call it a tortilla. tortilla. <laughs> yeah. Referring to a phone as the landline. Well, if you have a landline, yeah, that's other, the landline. Because otherwise, yeah. if we say phone, then you assume you're talking about a handheld smart device. I, it, listen, it's something you don't even use this for. I don't know. And when you find out that someone is gay, you say, "Not that there's anything wrong with that." <laughs> that's just from, that's, that's, that's a Seinfeld fan. That's a Seinfeld thing. That's a Seinfeld fan. The, well, I guess millennials, they don't have that frame of reference. They don't yes, know. Yes, do. Yeah, that was the Elder comedy. Elder millennials do. That was the comedy of the transitional period in the 90s. Yeah. Like, that was, I mean, that was the joke in the joke. Yeah. Is that they felt that they had to say that, which yeah. was the joke. They were joking on society at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, play along, guys. No, they ain't playing along. They play to their own rules. <laughs> All right, let's do the Craigslist Freak of the Week. So, Liv's here. We've got three brand new ads. Uh, let me see. Uh, these are from all from Canada again. These damn Canadians, man. Damn Canadians. So Liv's going to read the ads. You guys in the chat room or, or throw us your feedback through the uh, through the mobile app or, or send us a social media message. Uh, you guys will name the ads. And then when Liv is done reading the third and final ad, we'll put it up for a vote on Twitter. And then you'll vote at R-I-Z-Z show and one of these ads moving on to the next round of the Freak of the Year playoffs. Now, Liv, you've read over these ads. Do you think there's one clear standout? Yeah. Oh, you think there is? I, I don't know. I, there's one that's just next level. It's just These ones are very different. These are unique, yeah. unique people. Yeah. <laughs> They're all unique in their own way. I'm so excited. let's get to it. Uh, ad number one, Liv, coming at you. The Cat House, female for anyone, 46 years old, New Brunswick. I'm bored, and I'm a cat. It's the winter time, and I can't go outside to soak up the sun on my full naked body. I need a way to pass the time. I need to scratch things, climb, and for another cat to cuddle up with on these long days. I have converted my basement into a full cat playhouse. I've had many cats come to my place, and they never want to leave. I've even kept a couple. My favorite place in the basement is the litter box. I love watching my cats use it. I can't wait for you to come over and use it too. We can roll around together in the litter box and then lick each other clean. This is the perfect home for any feral cat. I hope you love mice. I have a cage full of them and I love to catch the little yum yum and devour like a starving alley cat. I don't judge, male or female. 
must be comfortable nude. I have an extra set of ears and a fairly nude tail you can borrow. Okay, there's a couple questions about this one. <laughs> now, when he says, I've even kept a couple cats that have come to play in my full cat playhouse, is this person kidnapping people? <laughs> Wait, this is, this is a gal. This is a gal. Is this woman kidnapping people? <laughs> I hope she means real cats, not people cats. I don't know. The line has been blurred. Yeah. I've converted my basement into a full cat playhouse. I've had many cats come to my place and never want to leave. I've even kept a couple. (laughs) What? I wonder if it's like exes. Oh, God. She had them for a while and kept them and then they left on their own. Um, And then are you going to come and use the litter box? Well, what gets me is I have had cats, and they don't play in the litter box, just like we don't play in our toilet. So let's play in the litter box and lick each other. No, not even cats do that. (laughs) 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 I want to know what the fairly new tail. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Fresh out of the package. (laughs) Or fairly new. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Slightly used. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. So that's the cat house from uh, New Brunswick. Moon? Got a lot to choose from here. Cat Von D. Cat Benatar. Uh, Tidy Klum. That one, that one made me laugh. Uh, Purris Hilton. But I think Feral Streep. Oh, that was good. There's also... Man, see, uh, Purris Hilton is pretty good. There's Kitty Purry. Kitty Purry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to live this side. I don't know. I liked... The, the Paris Hilton one. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Pur- Hilton. Pur- Hilton. <laughs> Sounds good. That's pretty good. Pur-s. The P-U-R-R dash uh, I-S. I just think P-U-R-R-I-S. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paris Hilton. <laughs> That's how our so uncle good, would say man. Paris Hilton. Paris <laughs> <Purs> Hilton. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I forgot this. Great. That's Paris All right. Uh, you guys ready for ad number two? <laughs> oh, yes. Here, here we go. Liv, coming at you. I can save you. Woman for anyone. 36 years old, Vancouver. (laughs) If you're cruising this space for straight, gay, or freak show hookups, you've been possessed by Satan. You've got the urge to do evil slash unholy things to yourself and others. It's not too late to turn your life around. These unnatural acts you are looking for are devil acts. Repent! I'm offering free exorcisms at my home. (laughs) I am not affiliated with any church, but I know what I'm doing. I've got two years experience and I've performed a total of five exorcisms (laughs) and have been successful each and every time. You will writhe in pain. You will cry. You will be marked. You will be naked and branded. You will have your genitals sliced and burned, but in the end, your soul will be saved. The end result is worth the journey. It may look like I'm smiling, but I assure you, I will be getting no pleasure from this. This is a service I'm providing mankind. We've gone down a dark path, and I'm doing my duty to course correct us. In lieu of a fee, I will be taking canned good donations. The Lord is my shepherd. That's it. That's the ad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's the ad. Moon, your thoughts? I gotta reread that thing. That was insanity. <laughs> there was wow, a lot that happening took a turn. there. Why do you have to wow. slice genitals for an exercise? Well, it's quite part of it. <laughs> no pain, no gain. Is that what they say when it comes to exorcisms? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no, I was too scared to watch the exorcism, but I feel like that's not what happens. <laughs> uh, naked and branded, uh, genitals sliced and, and burned. 
That's but, okay. I mean, she says right here, the end result is worth the journey. It may look like I'm smiling, but I assure you. <laughs> no. I... D- this is a gamble. I believe too. there are good intentions here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good intentions are really kinky ones. And what's in lieu of a fee? I'll be taking canned, canned goods. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think, I got, the biggest question is there. Yeah. I wonder if they live close to, or she lives close to like a Six Flags or something where you bring the cans and get cheap. <laughs> She's like, please give me these. I'll go to Six Flags and get in cheaper. Yeah. Ooh, garbanzo beans, my favorite. Uh, okay, two years experience, uh, performed a total of five exorcisms. Everyone has worked. That's a lot That's of good. cans. One good every six months. Good track record. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is That's a wacky one. Uh, names? We got a bunch. Um, let's see. Uh, well, Demonica Lewinsky. Oh, man. Oh, I just read that, that one. Oh, <laughs> is there anything to beat that one? Uh, hang on. Let's see. Demonica Lewinsky. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jane the Baptist. Uh, Save Matthews. Uh, we have the Sexorcist. Sin Karslashian. Mm. And Sister Christian. Is it Demonica Lewinsky? It's got to be Demonica Lewinsky. Demonica Lewinsky. Okay. okay. <laughs> nice work. Ooh. Wow, that's good. <laughs> huh. Monica Lewinsky. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, ad number three. And uh, here we go, Liv, coming at you. Grocery store misconnection. Man for woman, 45 years old, Nova Scotia. You were at Atlantic Superstore on Barrington Street last Wednesday at 545. I saw you buy the bananas. You were holding one and made direct eye contact with me. You were in the yoga pants and red coat. I had the black puffy jacket with Maple Leafs hat on. I saw you lick your lips and bat your eyes. Don't deny it, we made a spiritual connection. I followed you around for a little while. I saw you looking over your shoulder a couple times. When we got to the checkout, I was at the register next to you. I followed close behind you in the parking lot, but didn't have the guts to approach. I wanted to so bad. I wound up moving my car to the back of the lot and joeing. I know that turns you on. I got your plate, and I plan on looking you up. But not if you reach out first. That'd be wonderful. The first three letters of your plate are FRP. See you at the spot. Oh, man. Whoo, creeper. Yeah. (laughs) How about I went to the back of the parking lot, Jode. I know that turns you on. I know you like that. (laughs) And I know why she was probably looking over her shoulder, because there's a creeper following. Yeah. God, she's probably terrified of the guy, yeah. and he was like, "Ah, oh, she, she's into this." No, let Man, me get these, my bananas, bro. These are, these are bro. the scary ads. Yeah. Wow. These are these are the ones that you go, oof. These people walk amongst us. Yeah. And the plates. And he took the plates, so he could look her up later. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's got what they call no riz. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the kids are saying now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no cap. No, no game. <laughs> no riz. Uh, questions about uh, this uh, particular gentleman? Um, no, I mean, he just sounds like your great, great freak. I don't know. I, I, there's no question. I think it's pretty straightforward here. I, I like the um, 
You know, it's bad enough he was like walking out close to her and all that kind of stuff, which is creepy. That's so creepy. But I love how it just turns instantly. It's like, I drove to the back of the park. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, and then uh, just had to, I right know there. that turns you on. Do you think he accidentally hit the car horn at any moment during that know. act? Beep, beep, Honk. Beep, 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 I saw you lick your lips and bat your eyes. How about you were holding bananas and made eye contact with me? That's it. So now do I have to be concerned about buying bananas? Is that, yes. is that the perception? Yes. Live, I saw you at the grocery store. Holding bananas. Back of schnooks. That's why you look at me. We have so many options. You guys are going to have to choose this. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so let's go with uh, Banana Ferris. You know, Anna Ferris, but that's uh, a gal. Okay. Uh, Produce Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis Shopper. Uh, we have uh, Cri- uh, Christopher Stalkin, which I think we've had before. I think we've used that one. Uh, grocery Get Her. Okay. Uh, Veggie Jackson. <laughs> Freddy Kroger is pretty oh, darn good. Yeah, but this is an Atlantic Superstore. Mm. I saw right. one too that was Trader Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Produce Bigelow. Produce Bigelow. Yeah, Produce. Good. That is so That's solid, good. man. Nice work. There's a lot. There was so many good ones on all these. Well done, chat. <laughs> Justin Peeper. <laughs> all right, well, there you go. There are the three ads. You've got uh, Horace Hilton. Uh, Paris Hilton is a cat. Yes. This cat uh, can't go out in the wintertime uh, like like she wants to to get sun on her full naked body. She needs a. Uh, she's well. Her favorite place is the basement uh, with the litter box. She loves watching her cat. Her other cats use it too. She has the perfect home for any feral cat. Uh, she loves mice. Don't judge, male or female. Must be comfortable nude. She wants to get together. But yeah, she wants you to come dress as a cat. She wants to. You got to be naked. She wants. Of course, she's she looking for another cats cat. Cats don't wear pants. No, that would be absurd. Cat friend that uh, wants to come over. She just and hang wants out. to lick you a little bit. Then you heard from Demonica Lewinsky. You better repent because this person is offering free exorcisms at her home. She's not affiliated with any church, but uh, you're gonna writhe. You're gonna. You're gonna cry. You're gonna be marked. You're gonna be naked and branded. You're gonna be sliced and burned. In the end, your soul's going to be fine, though. Yep. And then you just heard from Produce Bigelow. All right, uh, Liv, I'm going to go to you first. You got to endorse one of these ads. Uh, pick the freakiest one and move on to the next round of the Freak of the Year playoffs. I have to go with Produce Bigelow because he's the only one I'm actually afraid of. Okay. The other two are consensual. If you're into that. Sure. Um... Okay, Produce Bigelow for Liv. Scott? Yeah, like she said, it's consensual, and he's the only one that's really forcing himself without any uh, want from that lady and just the scariness that he knows exactly who she is now because he has the plates, he can do all that kind of stuff. This is, this he is did a, Joe in the parking lot. And he did that in public. So, yeah, he's he's the... That's I mean, the it's tough because uh, number, number two is pretty solid as well, but, yeah, I think Produce. Okay. Mooners? Guys, I'm going with uh, Demonica Lewinsky because uh, this is not, we are not seeking the, you know, the uh, worst criminal or the worst whatever. We're looking for the biggest freak. And I think number two has more going on than everybody. Well, this is a woman who thinks that uh, she could save your soul by slicing your genitals. I'm, uh, yeah, there's just a, there's, <laughs> and branding you. But she of, doesn't enjoy it. Yeah, no. there's, a, there's so much crossover and, and some weird things. Taking and, the Lord's and name in vain. I think there's more going on with that human. Yeah, I, I do agree with you, but the. Uh, Produce Bigelow guy, Joe, in the parking lot and thinks that would turn you on. Totally sucks. Uh, uh, that guy sucks. But I, I think maybe he read her. There correctly. are probably more. Unfortunately, I hate to say this, is probably more folks that are in that position than the other gal. Man, it, it is. 
uh, for me, it's Produce Bigelow. A close, a close second. I think is DeMonica. Yeah, I think you're insane. I think you've lost the plot on the game here. <laughs> okay, so this this gentleman went to a grocery store. <laughs> read number two again, man. No, I read number two. <laughs> I can't. This gentleman went to a grocery store, saw a woman holding bananas, and that was it. <laughs> that was enough. I get it. I and then Joe in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> go back to number two. No, go, go back and read some of those words on number two. Sorry, I dropped all my papers here. Um, number two, dude, come on, man. If you're cruising this space for freak show hookups, you've been possessed by Satan. So come on over while I brand you and cut your genitals. Come on, man. I believe her intentions are are pure. <laughs> are you? They are of that of the Lord. She so- says here, I'm providing a service for mankind. <laughs> All right. The Lord is her shepherd. Yep. <laughs> and she's, she takes donations. I, mean- I told you it's a cl- it's close. But if I gotta go with one, my number, heart is telling me number two is a is a is a is a finalist. This is why we I let mean, the people decide. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. I, yeah, I can only endorse. The people will 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 decide on who. And I won't be upset if they decide two is like that's. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset either. Yeah. All right, so it's Perus Holton, Demonica Lewinsky, Produce Bigelow. You guys will vote via Twitter at Rizz Show, and we'll have the winner tomorrow when we uh, when we sign on. The Rizzuto Show, traffic and weather. Take a quick break. We have some of your emails, and then we'll get to Chris Gerber. Hey, it's comedian Nikki Glazer, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Um, Happy birthday, Riz. So we're going to talk to our blues insider, Chris Kerber, in just a little bit. Uh, also, comedian Dan Cummins. He'll be calling in around 9 o'clock, talking about the upcoming shows at the pageant on Saturday. But first, some of your emails, rizshow1057thepoint.com, or you can send us your feedback through the 1057 The Point mobile app. Uh, ben writes in, hey guys, so I want to say thank you for everything you do for St. Louis. I got a picture with you and had you sign my Jeff Bobblehead box at the end of the game on Tuesday. Great show night, the Blues game. He uh, caught us right before we left. I had an idea of what I would say to you, but when in front of you all, uh, nothing I thought uh, came out. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say how much Jeff has missed. Uh, we loved him. King Scott, I swear to God. He has like a glow behind him at any angle. I can see it. Oh, I'll take that. Thank wow, you. that's so nice. Yeah, that's very nice. He says nice. he Thank loves you, the man. dad jokes. Moon, your music's right. so inspirational. Like Love everything you do. Riz, Thank I you. bought a lotto ticket hoping I win because you said you would retire if you won. Aww. Need my Riz show in the morning. I don't know how that. <laughs> that was nice of him. To to I don't know how the you. math that Think works out there. Think how nice it is. He would take the money. That way you could get to still provide this quality <laughs> entertainment. That's great. He says, very I nice love the show that. because uh, you can go from a very in-depth scientific problem-solving conversation to dumb, funny stuff. And we all love that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, best show ever. Three out of five stars. Again, that's from Ben. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Thank you. And again, uh, thanks for... Uh, Thanks to all the people who who came out to Rich Show Night at the Blues game, got the theme ticket, got the bobbleheads, came, said hi. Your kind words mean so much to us. Yeah, it, re- it really does, man. And and uh, from Monster Jam to to the Blues, everybody I've seen these last couple of weeks have been so encouraging, so supportive, and can't thank you enough. It's been been great for us. Yeah, yeah and thanks to the Blues for letting us once again take over the whole thing. That was awesome. Yeah. They trust us with microphones. They trust us with microphones. <laughs> and that's, that's a real testament to what you guys have built here because 
You're not seeing that other places. I don't know another hockey organization yeah. dumb enough to let their uh, stupid morning show <laughs> I say besides take over the in-game entertainment. Besides Louie, like everyone there at the Blues is fantastic. Yeah, besides <laughs> Louie. <I'm sure. laughs> uh, speaking of the Blues game, uh, morning, uh, Riz, a short-time listener here. Did you say strong with Jai January while at the Blues game? Rumor is you were spotted in the men's room chugging somebody's beer they had been, <laughs> that had been left at the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you do. You do tend to go in there and just check those little, uh, those little urinal shelves yeah. for for beers <laughs> cool. that were left. I'm pretty sure it's a beer. It's a good way a to save warm. money. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little warm, but it's fine. Tastes the same. It's good. Well, you caught me. Dry January's over. No, I stood strong. I stood strong. In fact, uh, we did a, uh, a a toast to Jeff. Uh, it was the first period, and uh, uh, yeah, I think so. It was a raising canes, you know, toast. And they were going to give us Bud Lights. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a Bud Light in my hand. I'm going to be uh, tempted to take mm. a swig. But they gave us water. Good. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Good. Good. <laughs> it was I fine. was really tempted because they handed me actual toast. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that was a <laughs> fermented toast. Um, and he, and this uh, this fellow writes, uh, would you rather attend, a, attend Blues games in person only or Cardinal games in person only for the rest of your life? Say it again. Blues or Cardinals in person only? That's the, Those are the two yeah. choices? Mm, boy. Man, I love me some hockey. I, I'm going Blues. There's something about experiencing a baseball game in person, getting that summer air and that atmosphere that I think I would miss that. Yeah, they're both so different, but I th- I think just because of the season, like Liv says, I think I'm, I'm going baseball. And not because I like baseball more than hockey or the Cardinals more than the Blues. It's just seasonally speaking, I love being yeah. outside. I love being the outside. Sunset, the... That whole thing, and I, I love going in the champion club there and just eating the yes. buffet. Oh, the brownies? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going blues. That's me. Uh, this one from Adam uh, titled, WTF did I just see? Just witnessed somebody change their baby's diaper on the table at a restaurant that rhymes with Schmal of Schmarden. <laughs> no. <laughs> Disgusting to witness. What a Hoosier. That is. If you, if you run a restaurant. Is. And you see that happening. You got to go say something. You got to go. You can't do this here. Although they're in the middle of it. Although they're in the middle of it, you're not going to stop it midway. Right. Like, it's already done. What are you just warning them? Don't do that again. Man. What do you do if you're the manager at this place? Politely ask them to leave. Like, throw them out? Politely ask them to leave. See, I believe that somebody who would do such a thing... Would also make a scene as they're being thrown yeah. out, which is fine. Get them out. But they, uh, they've already made the scene, and now, but, uh, now at least, but at an, least it, you're correcting it. But with, it's an isolated scene at that point. No, it's not because it's still isolated to the people that are in its view. And if if they're viewing this gal doing this, and then it looks like you're okay with it. Yeah. I don't know, man. And if I was a manager, codes, would couldn't wouldn't that put uh, that restaurant in violation of certain health codes? Which could penalize them. So you don't want to lose that and have to pay that penalty just because these people are being rude. I'm not saying I would do it rudely or intensely. I would go up and say, "Listen, I got a, I got a dozen kids myself. Listen, I've, I've been, I've been through this. I, I feel your pain here, but you just can't do that. And I, I have to ask you to leave. There's violations here. There's violations there. I'm looking out for these people. I'm sorry, but we're gonna get you to go containers. 
You yeah. Can, you can get the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get the hell out of here. I would probably approach and be like, "Was is there an issue in the bathroom? Little fold down changing yeah, table?" Like point. I would approach it like, "Why are you not in there?" And see what they have to say. But I think offering Man. like, "Hey, we've we're, we bagged up your food. You're gonna have to leave." Yeah. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. What are you doing? And some people were. It's their some world. people are just classless. It's their world, dude. We're just living in it. Man. We're just These stupid Hoosiers. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> We're just extras in their cool movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad I'm just imagining me enjoying my endless breadsticks. And, and the thing <laughs> next to me is, is, is two legs being held up, being wiped. Come on, man. Oh, no. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, um, are most of their stuff there bottomless? So I figured they were hey. a while back. Oh, nice. Uh, Nicely done. <laughs> Get out! And I'd put your picture at the sh- at the server stand to never let you back in. You're somebody's, banned. So, You're banned. Somebody's asking and saying, I'm not defending her behavior, but what if there's no uh, changing table? Well, then you go out and use the back seat in your car. I would never do that. By law, there has to be a changing table, isn't there? I well, think isn't so. that a law now? I'm just saying, even even if, if that's even if there's a chance of that happening, you don't do it on a table where in other dining folks room. are eating. Yeah. And I mean, it's your kid. You know, it's just I know the kid's not going to know any better or anything, but. It's just kind of rude to put your kid in that situation. On the yeah. table! Yeah. If the kid's that, that size, that's a small... I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's, okay, he's absolute, not going to know anything going on, but it's still not polite to do it to Absolute right. emergency. Someone has told you that you only have 20 seconds to do so or something's going to happen, right? Some cartoon... You do it on the chair. You yeah, can do if it you're in a booth You can do it in the booth in the corner. Not on the table. Anywhere but the table. That's the only place that I don't care. It's always off limits. Yeah. Off limits. That's where my silverware, my fork is going to go there. Do you like clear the table, like, like take your arm and just clear the table? <laughs> that big off? salad bucket over to the side. And do you put like a like a changing pad down? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, man. Are you I- doing it on the breadsticks? Do you like place breadsticks and put the kid on top of there the breadsticks? There was a situation. The um, uh, my oldest daughter. So this was like ninety nine, two thousand, something around there. Outside of a restaurant, we're getting ready to go, and it was it was like oh has to has to do it, and and um, <laughs> it's a vivid memory because something was said that has like passed down into family lore and all this. So this is twenty five something years ago, and uh, we did it on the trunk of the car, on the trunk of the car, ran out into the lot. Sometimes you gotta you gotta yeah, do what you gotta do, lot, and you do it on the trunk of the car. Well, let's uh, let's uh, have Chris Kerber weigh in. Uh, good morning, Chris. Fellas, good morning and a uh, great night for you guys the other night. Glad you had a good time. Oh, it was, it, was, it was a wonderful night. Before we get into that, we had somebody email over saying they just witnessed somebody change their baby, uh, their baby's diaper on top of a table at an Olive Garden. Ooh. Uh, disgusting a witness. Uh, have you ever seen that before? No, I, I uh, actually changing the baby on the top of a table in the middle of a restaurant. No, I haven't seen that before. And that that's a sickness. <laughs> if you were if you were the manager at this this particular location, what would you do? Uh, I I you know what in today's with with as messed up as people are today uh, on so many things, I think I once it started, you got to let her finish. And that's what I said to you. Or, he, or him or him. Or him. I don't know if it was a man or a woman that that did the changing. Okay. And uh, see, you, you've got to let it if you finished. Then you block that table off, right? And, and <laughs> you put crime you, you scene. Do you put crime scene tape around it? <laughs> no, you you 
you, you wipe it down, you block it off, you wait for everybody else to come in, and you wait for the whole restaurant to change over so whenever other people are coming in, they don't know what happened on that table, and then you could sit somebody back at it. Do you remove the people who did it? Like, uh, do, do you let them finish their breadsticks and their endless salad and you, and you bounce them? So they stuck around? I don't know. All, yeah, I, all I know is that this person witnessed somebody changing their baby's diaper on uh, the table. Yeah, I, listen, if they were still there and I was the manager, I'd come in and say, listen, one, there's some very sanitary reasons and some health department reasons that we can't have you do that again. Okay, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have to move you from the table. Uh, we can move you to another table, but... You know, and then if, if you do have to change it, we're going to help you out. We, we've got changing stations in the bathroom. We've got this. We got that. And and I'd find a way to, to assist them. But, yeah, I mean, the, the part of the problem, the, the, the issue today is somebody's going to find some issue with Olive Garden. When in, in, in the end, like, what, what the hell are people thinking these days? Like, <laughs> yeah. just like at some point in time, you got to be thinking of some other people, not your own self. <laughs> right. You're not you the know, only one here. You know, I, but, you know, yeah. I, dis- I disagree. Yeah, with you, you know what? It's just, it, it's this, it's this phrase for me, guys. It, it's, you know, sometimes you want to walk up to people and say, where do I send the check that apparently that I'm renting space in your world? In? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I disagree with you, though, with a these days thing. I think this is something that's happened forever. It's happening now and it's not going to change in the future. This is you say you, you, said, think it's just, you said it's a sickness. You, this is an acute case of Hoosieritis. And uh, I don't think <laughs> I, don't, I don't see a change in the future, man. Well, you know, you bring up an excellent point, Moon, and it's this one. I got to think maybe all this stuff has gone on, you know, forever. And it's just because of social media. We now know more about it. Yeah. 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 We just have access to the ridiculousness. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. You might be right there. Hey, Chris, speaking of social media and Liv, I don't know if you saw this video. Um, There is a video of Islanders. uh, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Position Brock Nelson. Uh, Did you see this video, uh, Chris? Is he a defenseman? Uh, Brock Nelson. Uh, no, he's a forward. A forward, okay. So he is on the bench, and I guess he got hit in the face Ooh. with a stick, and oh, he pulled yeah. his own tooth out. Oh. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> and then this is the best part. And, and this is, dude, he's not the first, and he won't be the last. But this, I, I, I actually I think I might have retweeted this one because it just never ceases to amaze me. He reaches in his mouth, pulls his tooth out, Hands it to the trainer, and he goes, okay. And then he's just ready to go back out there. Yeah, and then just does a shift. <laughs> so yeah. when, when I saw that, is is that one of those, like, he actually pulled the tooth out? Like, it, it broke up the root or loose. something? Or was it one of those, like, Ryan O'Reilly always pops that tooth out? Because, you know, those are, like, false. No, he was no, hitting no, the face no, by no, a stick. No, no, no. Yeah, this, 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 this was not one of those. T- so Ryan O'Reilly takes his tooth out before the game, right? And, you know, and, and stuff. This, this is one of those where... He got hit and it, it loosened up his tooth to the point that he just went and he grabbed it and yanked it out and gave it gave it to the trainer. And you know, he didn't like he didn't flinch, didn't say, oh, "Give me some water" or anything nope. like that. He just went, oh, "Here you go." Yeah, <laughs> <love> amazing. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's hockey. I mean, it is now. Look, I get it. Uh, you know, when you compare to some other sports, there's different things. You know, like there are different, different, your body has to deal with different things, you know, whether you're a pitcher in baseball or you're a lineman in football, whatever. But on, on the, on the podcast spit and chicklets, which is the very popular podcast with Ryan Whitney and, and Paul Bissonette, mm-hmm. they just had Zidane Chara, and Zidane Chara came out and the injuries that he was actually playing with during the Stanley cup final, 
Remember when he took the puck in the face when the oh, Blues, yeah. against the Blues, and then oh, he, yeah. he broke the jaw and he came out. And it's still to me, it's one of those indelible memories of that Stanley Cup final when he took the ice on home ice. That place went nuts. You're going, you got to kid me. The guy broke his jaw two days ago. Turns out he was also playing with a broken elbow. Oh. Man. I mean, hey. just, just tough. Dude, I just can't imagine tough. the pain associated with having a broken jaw. Or elbow. Well, I've been punching Ryan the face right, or, I'm sorry, uh, Braden Shen last year played, played a long chunk of the season with cracked ribs. Yeah, I've been punching the face before and, you know, man, like bruise my jaw. Uh, the off. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. I can't imagine breaking your jaw and then expecting to do anything. That's yeah. Crazy. Well, how about how about having your mouth wired shut and then going out there and and playing fifteen minutes in the game and man, trying to breathe trying to breathe through it. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, no, no, Chris. Chris uh, uh, Tuesday was was excellent. Rich show night, uh, another great success. Uh, the Blues were not successful that evening. That was the first time the Blues had lost. During a ratio night, but it was at least it was an exciting game at the end. First minute and a half, not good for the Blues. Bennington gave up two goals pretty much immediately, and then the Blues were trying to come back the entire time. Got it close, but ultimately the Sabers won. Well, yeah, a couple of things. Are one, I don't blame our goalie for most of those goals. The team was so bad in front of them, and. Uh, you know that's that's really the shame there. Uh, but they, they battled back and they made it exciting. And they really they really had the chance to tie it up. And, and they could have. Brandon sided the breakaway. Tarasenko had a couple of great chances. Barbashev was in front of the net. So, you know, th- this team has shown that when it plays the game the way the coaches want them to play it, they can play well. Um, it's just whatever mental reason they don't do it for the full sixty minutes and or consistently. So that's that's the shame of that one. But you know they battled back and. You know, they put themselves, because of a, a poor homestand, they put themselves in quite a hole now, and we'll have to see if they can dig out starting tonight here in Arizona. Well, six, on, points, on the six, points, night, out, six points out of a playoff spot you know, going into. Well, yeah, now and keep in mind, had they won the second game of that homestand against Calgary, they would have been tied <sighs> for the top wildcard spot and only three points out of uh, behind Minnesota. So that's, that's, that's how quickly it turned because they played 500 hockey the rest of the way. But I, I got to give a shout out to all, all the listeners on, on the point, the Riz show and on the other shows, because, uh, you know, when the Blues put their theme nights together, Riz, you know, the, this one's become a real popular one. And, and, you know, for obvious reasons, the bobblehead with Jeff this year was, was such a huge, uh, a huge theme piece that they handed out. But it, it, it was the most popular theme night of any of the theme nights the Blues did. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, sold more tickets than all the rest of them. Sold out the allotment of tickets. They actually then increased that allotment, found a way to put more seats to it. Like, it was really a special night. So, uh, you guys have a great following. You do an amazing job. And, and I think uh, your fans that showed up to the hockey game proved that the other night. Well, I, I talked about this earlier in the show. The fact that the Blues allow us to not only do the theme night, but allow, you know, three weirdos to take over <laughs> – the in-game entertainment to trust us to do that is really an honor. And I don't know of another hockey organization that lets a morning show, like, gives them microphones and goes, okay, you guys do the in-game stuff. There you go. go ahead. There you go. Did, did you have a favorite moment of your in-game stuff? Yes, I will say when we, and I, I know it's kind of the sappy moment, but when we did the toast to Jeff and they put Jeff's picture uh, yeah. up there on the screen and 18,000 plus cheering once Jeff's picture got up on that screen. Mm. I got a chill from the bottom of my feet yeah. to the tip to the yeah. top of my head. 
So, uh, that's awesome. It, it, it's awesome. It's therapeutic and it's earned, isn't it? That, that, that was cool. I also love doing the little kid uh, interview at the bench. I do that every year when that's the fun. when the uh, when little kids play between the first and second period. Yeah, that was good. Well, when the kid goes, when he, I mean, he was so loud and energetic when he when he yelled out, you know, yes, to his favorite player, and he was Jordan Bennington. Yeah, of course, <laughs> very de- very decisive. But that's so fun for the kids to do that uh, between periods. You know, the kids, you know, taking the ice with the Blues play. For the dads, though, it's not so much fun because because <laughs> I remember when my kid work. did it. Uh, we it, listen. We got to see the kids do it, but then we have to take the equipment back to the car uh, <laughs> immediately. Uh. <laughs> hey, all right, Dad, take the equipment back to the car. Yeah, there's nothing like good old hockey equipment's just sitting in the back of the car uh, for an extra hour or two until you get home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, it smells so good. Um, all right, so Chris, uh, we were talking on on Tuesday. So you're in Arizona now. And then you're right. up to Colorado Saturday, Winnipeg Monday, and then you get the break. How, how'd you pack? Because you're you're in warm Arizona, and then up to Colorado, and then Winnipeg. Well, well, you, you follow the same routine. So I, I I log on to the weather app and I check the what the projected temperatures are going to be. We're a little lucky in this one because while it's going to get into the 60s uh, during the day, it's dropped into like the 40s at night. I'm like, okay. So my coat that I'm going to bring to Winnipeg that still will help me out in Phoenix. So I packed the coat, just wore my sports jacket, right? But I packed my coat. And then uh, tonight, well, we're not leaving till tomorrow. So I'll leave that in there. And then uh, tomorrow, I'll just have that coat out ready when we get to Colorado. So we're going from, it'll be a high of like 65 today in Phoenix. And then I think it's going to be a high on Monday or Sunday in Winnipeg of minus eight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, yeah. but then but then you got the all-star break, and, you know, you're going to come home yes. and spend some time with the family and kind of reset. Yeah, well, and tonight's game is going to be really interesting because we're playing. We're, we're, we're no longer in Glendale. The, the Coyotes are no longer in Glendale. While they're trying to figure out how to get an arena built and where to build it, they've moved to Arizona State's campus. And so we're playing at Mullet Arena. It seats 5,000 people. It's oh, basically wow, nice. like playing an NHL game in what used to be like our minor league buildings, uh, you know, that we used to call games in, although it's even smaller than those. So the broadcast location is going to be amazing. You're going to be right on top of it. And if the crowd crowd gets really quiet, if I yell, he shoots, he scores loud enough, I bet you the players on the bench will be able to oh, hear that's it. that's awesome. Wow. Mullet Arena. What a name. Mullet Arena. That's, that's right. Pretty okay, well, you could imagine that very first game, what they did. Of course, they gave out mullets. Oh, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking, of, you know, 5,000 Joe Dirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Must be really short in the front and then a real long. All right, back. Well, well, game starts at eight o'clock. Of course, everybody will be listening to Chris Kerber and uh, Joey Vitali on our sister station, 101 ESPN. Chris, have a great trip. And we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you guys have an awesome week. Thanks. Uh, there he later. is, Chris Kerber, everybody. The Rizzuto Show. Weather. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and I believe uh, we'll talk to Dan Cummins. Good buddy. Uh, Liv, are you familiar with the Time Suck podcast? I'm not. Oh, my God. This is, oh, if you, you love history be. and you like, you know. Uh, comedy? History and comedy. Okay. I'm into it. You would you would love the Time Suck podcast. Dan Cummins is the host. He's a good friend. Uh, and he's at the pageant on Saturday. We'll chat with him in just a little bit. Hey, this is comedian and civil rights activist Jeff Dye. And you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. Hey, Scott, you watching for the uh, for the hotline? Yep. I'm watching Dan Cummins. Uh, should be calling. That's Eddie. happening, yeah. I mean, he's staring at it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, before Dan uh, calls in, uh, okay, so just another couple of emails here. 
So this is a, uh, and we've talked to Tyler before. Tyler is a security guard at a, a local concert venue. He's the one that kind of broke it down like, all right, country music fans are the dirtiest and, you know, death metal fans are the nicest. Well, he writes in, a concert security man here with a review of the concert goers Tuesday night. The genre is K-pop, Korean pop music. How do you think that crowd was? I feel like that skews to like younger teenage girls. So I just bet there's a lot of squealing and parents that don't want to be there. Was that what was at um, the factory? Because I, I drove by the factory. I guess there was a line outside. I, I, I couldn't tell you who was playing. I'm assuming that's, okay. that's what we're talking about here. But he goes, uh, the genre is K-pop, Korean pop, and what a whirlwind this was. The line started about noon for a 7 p.m. show. It was seated. The average age was about 18 or 19, and the cleanest group of people I've ever seen. Nice. I counted four cups on the ground, total for a concert. Wow. Four cups that had 2,000 people inside. Dang. The crowd screamed the entire night, and it was reminiscent of a nursery filled with 40 hungry newborns. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they were not serving drinks. Uh, Grown women in the crowd were in tears as well for some reason. Dude, there, there, there are more cups on the floor after a concert where they're not serving drinks than four. That is, is crazy. It four cups? That's crazy. He says, I don't imagine this is what the first tour of NSYNC was like. Just 2,000 screaming at the top of their lungs, girls. That K-pop stuff is, is huge. That's huge. I mean, I don't. it's not for me. Not my jam. It's not my jam. It's not meant for me. Maybe you don't even know because you don't. You haven't really heard it. Maybe it is. Maybe it's what you've been living for all along. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's your jam. Give me some Korean pop. Go ahead, Korean find me some pop. Korean pop. Okay, let's see. Who? So what was the group there? Beat. I don't know. No, not there. Is it a girl group or a guy group? Must have been uh, a guy group. Well, you know, Gangnam Gangnam Style is. Oh, oh, oh. The Psy guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Korean pop. I know there's Blackpink is the big girl group. I couldn't tell you what Korean pop music was. I have some here, if you wish. Uh, let's see here. You got some? I got do it. have some. Uh, let's see. Whoops. Hang on. Oh, this, is the, this is the intro to their video. Holy Fast smokes. How long is the intro? This is Korean pop music? That's right, this is uh, BTS DNA. Oh, cl- clearly it's not edited. It's not beeped. You heard that well, I, I, listen, I got a guy on the phone that is uh, a Korean pop uh, music enthusiast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Cummins. Uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning. And the oh, man, no, there's, Yeah. Now, there's there's one thing that I know a lot about is K-pop. It's just, uh, I'm, a, I'm immersed in that constantly. Go ahead. Break it down because we, we had a security. I guess there was a K-pop show uh, in town on, on Tuesday, and a security guard at the concert venue said basically it was the cleanest group of people uh, he's ever witnessed at a concert before. Uh as far as 2,000 people being there, there were four cups on the ground total after the show was over. And everybody oh, was screaming at the top of their lungs the entire time. Wow. Wow. No, that, you know, that is, it's such an odd, like, I don't know, musical genre. 
Um, I've heard, you know, it's heavily, obviously, like, you know, produced and managed and, the, you know, uh, they just audition these people and kind of put them together. I, I always get these, like, when I think about K-pop, I always, like, picture these, like, you know, on stage, really happy, like, attractive, you know, young Koreans. But then, like, backstage, there's some manager just beating them, just, like, <laughs> berating them. They get put back in their cages, you know? <laughs> back in their cages and loaded into the van and just driven to the next venue and just do it again. Right, right. Every once in a while, there's just, like, you know, like a gunshot. And then the next show, there's, like, a new member that's just ah. not addressed. You guys had yep. a good show tonight. You get to eat tonight. That kind of, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, well, Dan, uh, we're going to see you on Saturday. Uh, two shows over the pageant, 5 and 8 o'clock. So far, how's the tour going this year? You know, it's good, man. I'm so excited, yeah, to see you guys and, and do those shows. And, you know, it's been fun. It's uh, I've never done touring before in the way where, like, I, I recorded this material in, in December, and we'll figure out where to release it going forward. But then I'm just... I'm just doing the, you know, the hour I kind of worked on for the next four months as opposed to recording something and immediately working on something new. Right. So it's nice to kind of like be really comfortable with material and just kind of enjoy it for the next couple months. And yeah, so far, uh, Spokane and Boise, uh, man, the fan reaction has been so good and it's just so fun. And yeah, it's been a blast. Oh, dude, we can't wait to see you on Saturday. It's something, listen, I've had it circled on my calendar. I'm actually going. Uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're going to be coming on stage, right, uh, um, for one of the shows, and I believe Moon's coming on stage for the other. Moon's that, coming on at five. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do the late show. I got a buddy flying in from North Carolina just to come see you. Yeah, uh, we got a whole awesome. group coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a tight five uh, to to open you up. I love it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> do it, do it. You you do you do a tight sixty, and I'll do a tight five. All right. Uh, so since I'm going to be backstage, Dan, uh, is there going to be drinks? Uh, what's going on? Catering. Uh, <laughs> you know, there there should be. There's uh, the other places. Yeah, we've had some uh, some alcohol, some some some, some snacks, and uh, yeah, it should be a great time. Yeah, I've, I've I've been trying to do this dry January thing. What a mistake that's that's been. Uh, it's been 25 <laughs> days <laughs> or 26 you days. Do, do you feel better though? Like uh, we, we've been drink, we've been drinking a little less. We've been doing a drier. January, but not completely dry. But uh, I do feel like less bloated. I I, re I really do feel better. I've lost like like almost ten pounds. Oh wow! Man. Yeah, I've lost almost ten pounds just from cutting out the alcohol. Well, and I'm trying to eat better too. Uh, Dan, I had yeah. a doctor tell me my my blood is the consistency of a Twinkie filling. <laughs> so gotta <laughs> <laughs> gotta go back into things. You, you, you need to do. I think you just need to do Molly. Just do Molly January, yeah. and it kills your appetite, and you're in the best mood. Well, maybe I'll do Molly February because we're almost done with January. So I'll do maybe Molly. Okay, okay yeah. Molly February, and then Meth March. Uh, <laughs> Adderall April. Adderall April. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. That sounds great. No, no. So, since I got my buddy coming in, uh, and this is a friend I've known for you know 30 plus years, he heard I was doing this dry yeah. January thing, and he. he he called me. Goes, dude. I'm coming into town, and you're not drinking. I go, ah, maybe for maybe for Dan's show, I'll, I'll just drink for the night. It's fine. Perfect. Perfect. It's just one night. Just one night. Just one night. <laughs> and Moon's looking at me like, oh, you failure. Well, I mean, listen. You say you're <laughs> gonna you say you're gonna do Dry January. And you get the three four days left. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Now, are, you, are you are you doing Dry January as well, Moon? I haven't had anything since uh, like 2019. What so. a puss this guy! Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> wow, you've been dry, totally dry for a while. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. What a loser! That's why we never hang out. Nothing, dude. <laughs> nothing, nothing. And dude, I'm a, no, I'm a no. 
No, no weed, nothing. No. Uh, you mean California, California sober? No, I am. I am totally sober. Totally, totally sober. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I, I love me some beers, and I've been uh, I've been finding some NAs. There are some phenomenal NAs out out there now. I'm not sure I could have done it like ten years ago because the the NAs were like vegan cheese. They were real bad, real bad. But they figured it out now, man. They figured it out. Science. No, I've seen those too. Yeah, no, they got all kinds of like good flavors and stuff going with that now. I think I think I could maybe I could I could give up alcohol. I I don't know that I I don't know that I could give up everything though. There's like not not completely, but I I respect that. That's uh that's some that's some clean living. So man. you've been you've been to, and I didn't do it for any like good reasons or nothing. My wife was like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna stop drinking. See how see how it goes." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'll do it with you." So that's that's how it, that's how it worked. But uh, for <laughs> for you, since you've been touring, uh, since you've been touring uh, so long, and like you're doing these freaking sweet theaters now yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Uh, do you have anything fun or, or like different or weird on your rider like backstage when you were talking about snacks and booze and all that? No, yeah, like we we just do. Uh, it, it is the most uh, boring rider. I think like um, I just like to keep my blood sugar. It just sounds so boring and sad. <laughs> just, just, it's just protein bars <laughs> and some and sucking candies. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular like? Are you particular about your brand? Like, I don't know if you've seen this story going around, but there's a story about uh, Kevin Hart and on his rider, the stool that is going to be on stage has to be this one particular yeah. stool. He sends like an Amazon link and says, if it's not this stool, measures will be taken. Like, it's a serious thing. Wow. Wow. Dude, I mean, like, I'll, I'll do the story tomorrow on Crap on Celebrities, but it's pretty crazy. Measures like, will be taken. It says like, this is a very serious matter. If you can't handle this, talk to my management, like. ASAP. Oh my God! It's what? probably a no, shorter stool, so we can get on it. So he doesn't look nice. silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope for. I hope that they have power crunch bars, but often it, they get there. They're like, "Hey, man, we couldn't find them." And I, I definitely don't pull uh, any kind of diva mood. I'm just like, oh, "Okay, well, I'll just do whatever you have then." Um, but yeah, I've heard of the craziest stories. I heard one story, and this wasn't even in the theater. This was in a comedy club where people are usually more reluctant to pull those diva moves. But it was a comic who, um, on his writer, had fresh squeezed juice. And he showed up and they had pressed juice, cold pressed juice, in the green room. <laughs> Not good enough. He held the show. Uh, they had to, like, run out, <laughs> buy, <laughs> buy a juicer, juice it, <laughs> juice it in front of him. And then, and then when the glass was full, he just was like, okay. And then he went on stage. He didn't even drink the juice. No. Wow. He said, I want you to buy a juicer, and I want to watch you juice it in front of me. <laughs> wow. But yeah, there's some, there's some psychos out there where it's like, man, wh why did you, why did you get into this business? Did you get into it to be funny or just to, like, uh, abuse people? What is going on? You know, Moon brought up a good point the other day. We had Sam Morell on, and uh, Moon said, why oh, don't yeah, you, why like, you put I socks on socks, your rider. Dude, like everybody needs fresh socks. So why don't you put your protein bars, <laughs> your sucking candies, <laughs> stools. and uh, stools and socks. I like I like how random that is. Now it makes me want to do something like just like uncomfortable, like a like I want a very specific brand of like anal numbing cream. <laughs> like protein bars, protein bars, juice. And a like three point two, like a travel size ounce of anal numbing cream. Uh -huh. Add a cucumber to that. And add a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, a, and a cucumber fully peeled, fully peeled yes. cucumber. Yes. Yeah. Room temp. Room temp.
<laughs> now that really is the thing. Though. I mean, if if they're going out, that you know, a certain part of the budget, like a small small bit of the budget uh, for your catering yeah. or whatever, goes to your peanut butter and jelly, your chips and salsa, all the basics and all totally. that kind of crap. So if they're, yep. if they're going out, uh, Tom, we were touring with Tom DeLong from Blink One Eight Two, and he said that they used to put socks on the writer, and I Some thought that was freaking yeah, brilliant. brilliant. And I was like, dude, there's nothing better than like new socks, fresh socks, especially if you've been on the road for a couple of weeks, couple of months. You just feel not yeah. awesome. And uh, when you walk in every right. day to a dressing room and you're like, you open up new socks and, and, and you know, pff, life is good. Life is good. <laughs> right, right. You, you got to do that, dude. You got to do it. Yeah, I bet, I bet you've seen, like, uh, with all your touring, some uh, some interesting writer requests, you know, for coming from, like, music as opposed to comedy. Yeah, that is one of the fun things, like, doing festivals. I'm sure you're, you've, like, done festivals and things, too. Ne- next, time yeah, you, yeah. next time you do it, and like, that's a perfect time to sort of, uh, you know, because a lot of times backstage is so boring. But if there's a, if there's a right. festival show, you go into everybody's dressing room just to see how their writers differ from everybody else's. It's That's, that's like, the uh-uh. entertainment. You know it's crazy being being a radio DJ, which is the lowest rung of of entertainment. When we walk into a backstage area, they take things away. Yeah, oh, here comes, here comes radio they're people. afraid of us stealing it. <laughs> so, but 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 you're just touring on the weekends, right? So you go, are you going back home yeah. during the week? Yeah, this is like like the ideal schedule that I've uh, I've always wanted, especially since we're doing all the podcast stuff. Is just you know we do Friday Saturday. Um, for the most part, just, you know, one place Friday, one place Saturday, and then I'm back home. So usually we fly out Thursday night and then get to the show Friday, fly to the next place, do the show Saturday, and then fly back home. And then, and then, and then have a week off in between that and the next gig. So, you know, we can do things on the weekend with the kids and all that kind of stuff. Well, I know you're doing Kansas city tomorrow and then you're going to, are you going to drive into St. Louis? Uh, we thought about it, but we just went ahead and took like a super early flight. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be at St. Louis. I don't know, seven in the morning or something. Oh, uh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Just got one of those like early ones. I, I always look at it like I'm just taking a taking a nap. I'll just um, yep, take a nap that night, uh, get on the early flight, and then take another nap to complete the sleep that morning and be good to go. Well, I just want to say uh, before we let you go, dude. Thank you for all the kind words about Jeff. Uh, you know, anytime oh, you say something on the podcast. You know, I hear it, and then we get you know hit up by you know a million racial listeners, and and there's a, there really is you know um, a good crossover with the Time Suck podcast listeners, and racial listeners. So hey, I, I appreciate everything you've said and the, and the charity work you've done. It's been amazing. You are a good friend. Thank you. Oh, uh, of course, you guys. Yeah, you guys have been obviously so good to me, and, and he was always so cool, and and just um, the, what what you guys following you guys on social media, what you guys have done in honor of him has just been. It's been amazing. It's been messed with, it's messed with my allergies from time to time. Every time I look on there, and it's, uh, it's, it's, you guys are a cool, cool, cool just group of dudes. Well, I, I can't and, wait to see you on Saturday. People, I yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I'm excited to see you, too. So it's Dan Cummins at the pageant. The, the Riz Show welcomes the Burn It All Down tour. Two shows, 5 o'clock and 8 o'clock. And I can't wait to see you on Saturday, buddy. We'll have a drink. Uh, I, I can't, I'm so glad you guys are going to beat the show and be able to hang out. I'm uh, really looking forward to it. I'm going to break dry January for him. Wow. <laughs> oh, for That's what he so much K pop backstage. Man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be it. <laughs> right. We'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> okay, see you guys then. Right. There he is, the great Dan Cummins, everybody. Pseudo Show, traffic and weather. K pop and socks. I love that. Just guy. flying everywhere backstage. You should come on Saturday. With crackers. Okay. Oh, man, he's so funny. His stand-up is so funny. His podcast is so funny. And he's such a good dude. The whole family, the whole crew that he has is, like, goals. Good peoples? That, yeah. Good like, peoples. Good, great people. Good great people. All right, we will take a quick break. We'll come back with, uh, with a quick sports report.
this is Nimes Patel, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. So, this is a great story since uh, Freak of the Week happened earlier, and we had one ad where a woman wants to uh, have somebody come and pretend to be a cat at her house because she pretends to be a cat, and there was another woman who is uh, wanted to perform an exorcism on you hey, to save your soul. That one girl never said she pretends to be a cat. She said oh, she, she, she is, is a cat. She is, yes. Okay. No she identifies as a cat. I apologize. Sorry. <laughs> so this was on, I think this was on Reddit. So a woman says that she moved into her neighborhood and she's got a two-year-old cat uh, that she named Lucifer. Okay. And there's a neighbor who says that name is offensive for a cat and she keeps coming over and telling her to change the name. Of the cat. What? That's dumb. Here's the story. One pet owner has come under fire with her neighbors after naming her cat after a character after the show Lucifer. You know the show Lucifer? Very popular show. Very popular show. So she named her cat Lucifer. The woman says, I recently moved into an apartment with my boyfriend and my two-year-old black cat Lucifer. Despite naming him after Lucifer, we call you know we call him Lucy or, or Lulu. Uh, she says, uh, some of the friendly neighbors visited our place with gifts as a, as a welcome gesture. And it didn't take long for us to know that one seven-year-old in the neighborhood is also named Lucy. After hearing about them moving into the area, the seven-year-old's mom, who was yet to introduce herself to the couple, marched around to their house to order them to change their pet's name. <laughs> and I guess the woman has been putting, you know, putting the screws to him, like keeps coming to the house. So the issue is that it's the same name as the child, not that it's Lucifer. Can't be. Well, they should change it to not Lucifer. She wants us to change it because they are Christians, and linking my cat named Lucifer, which we also nicknamed Lucy, to their daughter is offensive. That's silly. Man, how can you how can you spend minutes even thinking about that? Like it's somebody else's. Like it's somebody. It's an animal in another person's home. I haven't yeah. thought yeah. about that. That's not the the way to go about that. She says the neighbor's getting rather upset over this, and even my boyfriend said that changing Lucifer's name is not a big deal. Sure, if that's their biggest problem in life, that they're doing pretty good. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a non-issue. That's a bummer. It's it, you know it's a bummer. It's a bummer that somebody's representing what's supposed to be something so based in love, and you're like. Pushing on somebody else's door and getting in their business. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, like you're given a bad name, y'all. Come I 1,000% would not change the name of the cat. 1,000%. You, you wouldn't just despite. I would double down. Lucifer! Get you, here, Lucifer! You devilish bastard, get back in the I house. would get another cat and name it like Beelzebub or something. Oh, oh no, brother. <laughs> Sodom! Good morning! Okay. Yeah. okay, but what if your, what if your neighbor uh, had, a, had a dog named Hitler? That's uh, different. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I think I'd let some of the other neighbors I take would, that. Fight. I, would say, <laughs> I mean, Similar. I wouldn't say anything, but I think that gives different vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, good, good, good devil's advocate there. Uh, pardon the pun. But I mean, would you even say anything? You just be like, oh my gosh, our neighbor has a dog name. I would avoid Hitler. that neighbor. Yeah. I would avoid that neighbor at all yeah. costs. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. knocking on the door. I, I mean, but you just be nice to him. You don't have to. There's puppy weird. Bin Laden. If, if somebody had a dog named Hitler and the cops were, were, were coming through and they kind of looked like they, you know, needed some help with somebody, I go, hey, you guys looking for somebody? It might be that guy. 
His dog's <laughs> name. His dog's name is Hitler, after all. Just uh, here's a piece of evidence for you. Maybe related. May may not. Yeah, if your neighbor's dog is named Hitler, you're not knocking on the door and going to change their mind. <laughs> no, no, probably no. not. <laughs> I would find my blondest blue-eyed friend, if anything, to just be like, hey. <laughs> What's crazy is Hitler's a Bichon. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, Lucifer, uh, I, I wonder what, the, you know, are you going to get a dog named Judas or something? Like, uh, just get, if you're going to rock the theme, go with the theme. But, but she named it after the TV show. Okay. And there's what also, is- I saw Cinderella. I typed in Lucifer, the cat, trying to find the story, and... Lucifer the cat is the black cat in Cinderella. Oh. So oh, They really? can also say it's from Cinderella. Yeah, Your Luc- kid watches Disney. It's cool. Lucifer's a play on light, right? I mean, there's there's, yeah, it's, there's, uh, there's ways to finagle your way out of controversy. Mm-hmm. If, if or you could say, oh, it's L-O-O-S. How about you say, get the hell off my property. I'm not changing. I'm not changing <laughs> like, the cat's name. Get Don't the mind heaven your own off business, my property. Ellen. Yeah, how many <laughs> seconds of your life does this does this bother you? Like, or could it bother you? The one time you hear me on my my deck calling my cat? I mean, how could how could one think that this is disruptive? Would it be more offensive if the cat's name was Jesus? Who knows? I, that's the, uh, I don't know. Jesus, dare, get down! How dare you name a cat after, you know... <laughs> our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe maybe they would think that you're taking the Lord's name in vain. I don't know. Mind your own damn business and get off my property or else I'm turning the hose on. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Or else I'm going to send Hitler the pug after you. Oh, <laughs> it's got to be a pug. pug. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, uh, I saw this. So our uh, our um, XFL team, Battle Hawks. Yeah. So they start playing in February. Yeah. I think the week after the Super Bowl. That sounds right. Right. So Super Bowl Sunday is the 12th. Uh, the first Battle Hawks game. If you want to look up the schedule, yep. I want to say it's the 18th. They're not at home. First, but the Battle Hawks, I, I saw that they put out a call for, uh, they're looking for uh, a public address announcer and in-game, in-game DJ. Thinking about throwing my hat in the ring. Do it. It's not a bad idea. Sweet. Thinking I about did. doing it. But I'm going to miss a game. We're going on vacation. Oh, you got to be there for all five. I know. I know. Yeah. That's, out. that's why I'm out. First I'm home, out. First home game is uh, Sunday, March 12, against the Arlington. Do you remember the name? Renegade. Renegade. Wow. Of course I do. I'm a Battle Hawks enthusiast. I know. You're going, Kaka. You're going yeah. for the gig. Okay, so I, I'm going to miss a game. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. There's a game on March 18th. Yes, yeah, Sunday, March 18th. Yeah, I'm gonna Your St. Louis Battle Hawks take on the D.C. Defenders. Would that disqualify <laughs> me if I can't no. do one yes. to five? No. There's only five. That's a very minimal but I, commitment. But we're going to Cozumel. Well, <laughs> you can priorities, fly, fly back for the thing and then fly back down there. Yeah, maybe you could pump it in. Oh, that's a good call. Maybe you could broadcast live from down there. It, um, candidates must be available for all five home games. Yeah. Just try. Out. Just try. I'm you don't available. Have to tell it's yet. always you something to I want to do. I'm available. It's always something I want to do, be a PA yeah. announcer. Yeah. Be fun. I mean, I was the backup for the Blues. Really? For a couple of years. Okay. And uh, I was the backup to the backup. <laughs> and Scott was the backup to the backup yeah. to the Yes. And, uh, and, you know, Tom, Tom Calhoun is the guy that does the Blues, and that guy is an iconic an iconic voice and announcer. I mean, he's he's the voice of the Blues. Mm-hmm. Guy hasn't missed a game in 35 years. I think. <laughs> I'm his backup. You know, it's funny. Is when I you, was his backup. When, you, when you're growing up and you see or you hear, you hear a person like that, you never see their face. They're almost like they, they become a voice of like a, a building. 
Yeah, yeah he is the yeah. voice like of the building. The, you're the voice of the building. <laughs> it's almost like you hear like a cartoon character and you kind of, it's almost the voice of a time. Like, oh, Absolutely. 6 a.m. Well, on know, Saturdays, we ran into Optimus him, Prime guy. We ran into him when we were walking to the radio booth on, on Tuesday. Yep. He was in the hallway. And I go, oh, Mr. Calhoun. He goes, hello, Scott. I go, ooh. Yeah, yeah oh, my God. Good. The building just yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, man. Ah, man. Yeah, the deadline to apply for this thing is the 29th. Any word if they still need the mascot? They're looking for a name game DJ. I could do that. Mass I could spend Scott. ones and the twos. A mascot? What's the mascot's name? Is it a plane? Hockey. Is it a helicopter? I don't know. I, I figure since, since you know, we came up with the whole cacao thing. Cacao. Yeah. Is it a sword? I think they need a woman voice. You, you, you should do it. Oh, heck I yeah. did. You, you applied? <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, that's, that's why awesome. you told me not to apply. <laughs> oh, I see. Archie. Competition, man. Tough. Archie. I got it. Archie B. Hawk. Archie B. Hawk. Oh, no, wait. It says that could have been. Oh. Oh, heck. Uh, so you can email this guy the following. First and last name. I have one of those. And another one of those. Social media handle. Okay. Link to work sample. I'll do it right now. <clears throat> I First down, Hawks. <laughs> wow. It, Bravo. It's Battlehawks. Send that over. You can't say Hawks. First down, Battlehawks. Yeah. Now I know which team you're talking that about. sounds pretty good. It sounds great. Yeah, except for, uh, okay, can you do your version of it on uh, March 18th? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I, I know you got the first down, but can you say second down? I wonder what that sounds second like. Second down, Battlehawks. Pretty Dude, good, too. Imagine that coming through the speakers at the Dome. It's like butter. Imagine that. God. Okay, your turn, your turn. Go on. What do you want to know I supposed to say? First down, Battlehawks. Like I'm in the game? Yeah, like you're doing yeah. it. First down, Battlehawks. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He's got the buzzer. The buzzer means first Rude. down. That's what it means. <laughs> nah. Uh. Well, all right, final endorse you, live. Thank you, thank you. Since I can't be at all five home games. I give it four, four of the five. It's not good enough. I'll do it. How much does it pay? You want to, you want to split it? First down. <laughs> Battle Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> you be the DJ. I'll be the announcer. Yeah. Boom. What's great is it's not that big of a commitment. No. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah. Five and, games. And, dude, what, what, I mean, what an, what an awesome. I want to watch the games anyway. Do what I a, get to meet The Rock? That would be. Oh, my oh, goodness. Maybe. I, never I would about pass that. away. Well, you got to be a pro, so they don't want you fangirling. I just fangirl the inside. You should, you should be like, third and 30, first down, The Rock! The Rock is here. Kaka, smell what he's cooking. <laughs> right, let's do sports. The Rizzuto Show, sports. So congratulations to uh, former Cardinal third baseman Scott Rowland. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. voted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame after his uh, sixth go-around on the ballots. So nice. You, you know what's crazy? So he's the 18th third baseman. To get into the Hall of Fame, that's the fewest of any position. Really? Wait, I wonder why. I don't know. The hot corner, huh? That's yeah, a redheaded I, stepchild of I, baseball? I, guess so. I don't know. I guess it would be. I, I would guess that it would be something like a second baseman or a center fielder. No, third baseman is the huh. least represented position in the Hall of Fame. Name me two second basemans in the Hall of Fame. Two second basemen in the Hall of Fame. All right, here we go. Joe Morgan. Was he a second baseman? I don't know. I don't, I don't know who that is. For former Red. Great. Got me there, man. You got me there. I can't name a second baseman in the Hall of Fame. 
Uh, go ahead. List off some second basemen in the Hall of Fame. <sighs> that I would know. Oh, no. This just popped up. Jeff Kent? Was Jeff Kent a... No, he was... In fact, he was not elected. He's screaming that. Oh, whole, oh, and that's And Jeff why. Kent should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's screaming that the whole system is flawed because oh. he's not in. He's taking up all of the... Uh, oh, 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 Craig Biggio? Was oh, he, Craig Biggio. Was, was okay. he a second baseman? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, probably, probably. Oh, uh, a guy named Roger Hornsby? Roger oh, Hornsby. Oh, yes, 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 that yes. guy. That's a cool name. Well, during his 17-year playing career, Scott Rowland, eight gold gloves, including five in a row from 2000 to 2004. As far as offense goes, he had at least 25 home runs in seven straight seasons. Uh, and between 98 and 04, he averaged 103 RBIs. Uh, he made his major league debut with the Phillies back in 96. The next year, he won Rookie of the Year. Cardinals got him from the Phillies back in 02. He spent his final five seasons with the Blue Jays and Reds. Fred McGriff is the other player who will be inducted with Scott Rowland. I wow. love those cartoons in the 80s. That's McGriff. Take a bite, bite out of the crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the crime dogs. Yeah, did a lot. Uh, Red Chandings. Uh, let's see. Uh, Roberto Alomar. Rod Carew. Uh, Hall Rod of Carew, Famer. Rod right. Carew. Right. <laughs> uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is July 23rd. Uh, tickets for the Super Bowl are on the line this weekend. The NFL's conference championships, uh, championship games will take place Sunday. 49ers go to Philly to take on the Eagles. 2 o'clock, Fox. And the doubleheader concludes with the Cincinnati Bengals in Kansas City taking on the Chiefs. Rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. That matchup starts at 5.30 on CBS. Winners head to Super Bowl 57, which will be February 12th in Glendale, Arizona. Country music will be represented at the Super Bowl on February 12th. Chris Stapleton was asked to perform the national anthem. Uh, so game starts at 6.30, so so tune in a little early. I'm sorry, 5.30. So if you want to not miss the national anthem, Chris Stapleton. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Babyface is going to do America the Beautiful. And Cheryl Lee Ralph from Albert, uh, Abbott Elementary will perform Lift Every Voice and Sing. Uh, don't forget the Blues are in Arizona tonight. They play the Coyotes. Game starts at 8 o'clock. All right, that is your sports. There is Udo Show. Headline Hoosh. Booner's Headline Hoosh. Moritz Royce Jewelry, the official jeweler of the Rizzuto Show. So let's go to Pinellas Park, Florida, where on Monday, a 40-year-old woman named Casey, Casey, uh, Casey Brazil, uh, went into a gas station convenience store and started shoplifting. Can't do that. No, you cannot. And she was caught by the, by the clerk. And uh, there was an argument. Casey made her way to the door. The clerk ran over, confronted her. According to the police report, Casey pushed her, then struck her with two Slim Jim beef sticks. Ooh. I knew those were weapons. Oh, yeah! Slim Jim. Now, I don't know if these Slim Jims were still in the packaging or, or, or not at this point. Just for the visual, you know? Mm. I'm thinking they're probably still in the package. I would think so. Could be a struggle to get them out. Fortunately, the clerk was not injured. The police caught Casey, who admitted to the Slim Jim attack. She was arrested, charged with simple assault and theft. Oh, yeah! Slim Jim! So you go from Pinellas Park, Florida. Casey Brazil, you are today's Headline Hooch. All right, one final break. We'll come back and wrap her up. The Rizzuto Show. Uh, before we get out of here, one more, one more thing. Um, did you know that Splash Mountain closed down? I did. Yeah, they're rebranding it. Where's that? Splash Over Mountain? at Disney World. 
That's like one of the more iconic rides over it. That's one of the OGs. Yeah, so so Splash Mountain. Yeah, you're in like the log, right? Is that the one I'm I'm thinking of? Yeah. That's the log flume. Yeah, it's a big wet ride. It's going to be a Princess and the Frog ride. And then you get your overpriced photo, you know, at the Ew, what? I, well, I guess you're about to get into the story that I just saw the headline for. Yeah, people are 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 selling water from. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> people are selling water from the ride. The used water. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. People are weird. That splashed off the oils and sweat of uh, six million people now. So Splash Mountain closed on Monday. It's being redesigned as a new ride called Tiana's Bayou, uh, which is based on um, oh the Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Tiana's Bayou Adventure. It'll open sometime next year. Not surprisingly, people are trying to capitalize on the closure of Splash Mountain. Surprisingly, it's not the people at Disney that are doing this. Uh, Random people are selling genuine or rare water they claim to be from the ride. Oh, look, there's people out there that sell their farts in a jar. So there's a market for everything. (laughs) Well, I mean... Quick, where it is, spit in a cup. Well, I'm sell I, it, I, I guess if, I, if there's a video of the woman farting in a jar, uh, but I don't know where this water's coming from. Is there a video of you taking the cup and just gotta trust him? Oh yeah. And the prices mm. are the prices are all over the map here. Yeah, I see that. This is insanity. Some listings have been only uh, you know bid up to a couple bucks. Uh, other sellers are looking to get hundreds up to a thousand dollars. Gosh. For their Splash Mount water. You see, I mean, you can get it in different uh, carriers, if you will. You see the reusable bottle one? No. Oh, reusable bottle, 10 ounces. That's going for $8. That seems okay. to be a steal. Here's, a, here's a, mason, a mason jar with four ounces of it, guaranteed $149.95. Oh, okay. But, guys, for $25, you can get a plastic bag with Splash Mountain water written on it in black marker with hand-drawn water droplets added for emphasis. Wow. All right, 25 they put bucks. put in some work, you know? <laughs> I saw a cool one that said it was a Walter bottle. I mean, Uh, look at the water, guys. By the way, uh, you still can go to Disneyland in California where Splash Mountain is still up and running. Huh. They are also replacing that ride eventually, but they haven't announced when. People are idiots. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) There you go. There you have it. People are morons. That's That's nasty. That's how we'll end the show. (laughs) People are dumb. People are stupid. (laughs) On the big Friday show tomorrow, uh, Friday Fail Stories. I want to thank you, uh, Liv, for coming in and reading the crisis Anytime. ads. Anytime. Anything to plug? I do not have a damn thing. Listen to Liv uh, in the afternoon. There we go. Two to six on this here radio go. station. Thank you so much for coming. We love having you here. I love being here. Thanks, guys. Uh, blog and podcast, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Everything we covered on the show today, including sports, a uh, fun video of Brock Nelson. I guess he's a uh, forward for the Islanders, and uh, he just ripped his tooth right out on the bench because, uh, you know, that's what hockey players do. Mm-hmm. Crap on celebrities, Riz News, a whole bunch of stuff, a great headline, Hooge. Also, Things that millennials are saying uh, that boomers love love to say, like the the phrases and all that, they're kind of just giving boomers uh, a hard time again. And how long could you survive without your cell phone? The average is five hours and eleven minutes before people lose their brains. See how you compare on all the studies. One of five seven the point dot com slash riz. Today the podcast title is No, I do not have sticky legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you awesome. may be surprised who said that. Awesome. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, that's it, man. All right. Yeah, Scott, anything else? That's it. 
All right, we leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member of the day, which is brought to you by Hot Shot Sports Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz. From Morton, Illinois, Jared Holiday is our Team Riz. The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs.